1: That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN.
2: The Driven Chat Podcast, powered by Paramex Digital.
0: Hello and welcome to this week's Driven Chat Podcast, which is, I'm pleased to say, one of the favourable highlights of the year It is a Sounds Of episode. You know that already because you've seen the title, but this is the Sounds Of, the Goodwood Revival Meeting 2023. My name is John Markar and sat beside me is...
3: Well, it's Mars Lacey. (laughs) I've managed to last a whole year with the podcast nearly. In fact, no, not quite, but we're getting there. They've not sacked me yet. That's a
0: good point, actually. Yeah, it was the, uh, the, this was the first... Was it the revival that you jumped in as for the first time? It was, wasn't it, last year? Yeah, welcome back. This is, as you've seen from the title, as you've possibly seen from the show notes already, we have an amazing collection of voices for you to enjoy this year, as well as some sounds, as well as lots of uh, as accurate descriptions as we can bring you of what we're seeing, smelling, experiencing, and it's an absolute belter. One of the things we might as well just get out of the way uh, is something you're going to hear probably quite a lot throughout this recording, and that is comments on the weather. Yeah. Because this year, for whatever reason, the revival meeting has been blessed with Saharan weather. It is currently Saturday morning. It is 10.26, and I would guess it's about 32 degrees.
3: Yeah, and I'll be honest, you know, um, being being the complexion that I am, I'm going to, you know, typical British way... Uh, I, I feel like I might be, by 12 o'clock, an actual frazzle, as in the crisp. Uh, John, however, is, has a swarthy look about him, and uh, he's, uh, he's, he's going to be fine.
0: I've gone for the lazy look this year, which I've basically copied over from last year. Historically, I've always done the full tweed suit, the hat, the shirt, the tie, the jacket, uh, but it is tremendously warm, even when it's not 32 degrees in September. Uh, this year, I've done what I did last year, which is essentially put on some, some mechanics overalls and a white T-shirt, wrap the, <laughs> wrap the overalls around my waist, and um, it's keeping me cool. It's not the most formal look, but it's working, which I'm happy about.
3: Yeah, well, it works, John. Uh, I, I've gone for the linen pant, uh, which is fine, but the shirt, maybe not. So we'll see how that fares. Um, you, In fact, what we should do is, let, I suppose, paint a little picture as to how you got on yesterday, because obviously I wasn't here Uh, But you were, and it seemed like you got a real who's who of guests on the pod already.
0: That's very true. Yes, I arrived Friday. So uh, just to remind you, today is the Saturday. We'll be recording today and tomorrow. Uh, But yes, I arrived yesterday on the Friday, flying solo, running around with my little podcast equipment, and already managed to bag quite a few conversations. So why don't we dive into that? Let's dive into Friday at the Goodwood Revival, and we'll be back just after that to... Bring you a bit of a preparation for what we're doing today on the Saturday, which at this point in time we have no idea. Speak to you to say. So, I have arrived for the very first time in my absolute favourite location. If you've heard these podcasts before, the Sounds of Goodwood episodes, both for the Festival of Speed and for the revival, but also the members' meeting, you will know all too well that the hotspot for me, the Hunting ground is the assembly area, the area just at the exit of the pit lane. This is where the racing cars assemble, where the drivers assemble, and where some of them will meet the cars that they're about to drive, qualify in or race in for the very first time. One of those drivers is Emmanuel Pere, five-time Le Mans winner. I've just come out of a press conference with him. We had a fantastic discussion about sustainable fuels, e-fuels and biofuels. But he, right now, is standing beside a Ferrari 250 short-wheelbase, and he's looking very excited to drive it. So I'm going to go and say a very quick hello. I am aware, any second now, there will be a whistle that's going to be blown to signify drivers needing to get into their cars, ready to go out onto the circuit. So this may be a brief one, it may be a long one, we'll see what we get. Emanuele Perro. we... Uh, well, that's the whistle we were waiting for. That basically means you've got to get in a car. So before you do, um, just tell me very quickly, what are you just about to jump into?
4: Well, uh, a Ferrari 250 short wheelbase, which is my very favorite car in terms of shape since I was a kid. And for whatever reason, I've never drove it. So this is the first time in the car of my dreams in my life, yeah.
0: Wow, what an amazing amazing moment at an amazing event. Um, so this will be the first time you've driven it completely? No, no test drives, no practice?
4: Nothing. I never test drive when I drive at Goodwood. I met her uh, this morning, and now we will have the bat- baptism of circuit.
0: <laughs> Fantastic. I'll let you jump in. I'll let you enjoy some good old-fashioned motorsport in your dream car. How exciting.
4: Thank you. It's my utmost pleasure. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.
0: Bye-bye. See you soon. What I'm also going to do now for the first time, one of many this weekend, I'm going to let you enjoy the sound of Ferrari 250s leaving the assembly area. safely say, Goodwood Revival 2023 is well underway. So an exciting collection of cars has made its appearance whilst we are still listening to the glorious sound of uh, the Levant Cup practice, uh, which is essentially a grid of Ferrari 250s ripping around. That scream of a V12 is just so addictive. Um, But with that as our backing track... I've seen a uh, great collection of cars driving in, including Alfa Romeos, Mini Cooper S's, Jaguar Mark 1's, Jaguar Mark 2's, which, of course, if I am right and thinking, is the assembly for the St Mary's Trophy. Uh, I may have got that wrong, but I'm fairly sure I've got it right. Uh, In this grid are some really interesting people. I don't know who I'm going to be able to get talking to. I know that Jensen Button is in this group. I know that um, a friend of the show, in fact, family member of the show, we should say, really, William Haynes, uh, of uh, Amy Haynes' marriage is here running a car so that's really exciting we'll see if we can find William and maybe we'll find Amy uh, but also we'll see who else we can find now I was going uh, to run over to the next voice and say friend of the show but I think that's underselling it slightly because it's more like family of the show Mr William Haynes William, we're, we're standing in front of a rather beautiful Jaguar you yeah. told me before I hit the record button that your stress levels are quite high uh, <laughs> do you want to just explain what's been happening?
5: Uh, so here we've got our my well, our Jaguar Mark 1. Um, first time first revival. I'm a little bit stuttered because I've had no sleep. Um, did an all-nighter last night. Uh, dropped a valve on the way to Goodwood in the trailer. Uh, so we've had to borrow a, an engine, an inlet manifold from Grant Williams, who drove from Wales last night at midnight. And then uh, we, we, Grant and I and the team whacked it in and took the old one out. And here we are, and we're running, and there's a bit, quite a lot of case in it. So we'll see what happens. <laughs>
0: Incredible. So this is uh, not only going to be a bit of a qualifying session, but a bit of a shakedown at the same time.
5: Absolutely. And we've got David Brabham driving. And I said, David, just act a shakedown. It's fine. So uh, we'll just see what happens. I'm here for the ride now. I've made it today. I didn't think we'd get this far last night. And um, I'm actually quite looking forward to going around so I can get some sleep now. <laughs> so, but it's looking good. It's looking good. I mean, I'm, We're really excited. To be here is just insane. I mean, this is a 10-year... I've been here since I was six, seven. always wanted to run a car here. And it's just... I'm so emotional to be here, it's just, it's amazing, it really is amazing.
0: It is, and I, I hope you do at some point get an opportunity to soak it up, or at the very least, reflect once this mad, bonkers weekend is over. So assuming it's going to go through quality, it's going to do very well, um, talk, talk to me about the weekend ahead, what is it looking like for you, who have you got driving the car? Uh, I
5: think we're looking quite strong, um, so we've got David Dra- Brabham driving it, and then Cam Jackson, who I both think are friends of the show yeah. a little bit. Um, i'm excited david's driving tomorrow at 12 o'clock and then sunday they're driving it in the afternoon here's amy
6: hi i just appeared i didn't know you were recording i just appeared to say hello guys you're recording hello everybody <laughs> <laughs>
5: Carry on. Uh, so yeah basically we just i'll be amazed if we get through practice but we'll see what happens we, um, it
0: will let's be positive let's be positive no,
5: I'm, I'm always positive um, i just know how much K seal's in it <laughs> so no, we should we should be good and the good news is that everyone's here to support each other. I mean, everyone's come together this weekend to lend me spanners and bits and pieces, and, and, and that sounds amazing. But it's just such an honour to be here, and everyone, the car community this weekend, has been insane, insane.
0: It, it really is one of those special events where seemingly the world comes together. And, I mean, amazing story. We're going to, in the podcast recording, we're going to talk about the fact that Grant Williams sadly hasn't been able to make it to this year's revival for some controversial and interesting reasons. But the fact that he travelled through the night to help you get the car back on the road, it just it shows... That he's a man that's going to be sorely missed this weekend. And when you hear about stories like that, it just goes to show why, doesn't it?
5: Yeah, I think there's a major, major mistake. And I think Grant should be here. And Grant really has put this whole series together for the last 20 years. And um, it's not just the, the guy who's driving it, the man himself and the whole family... Are just utterly mad and fantastic and wonderful and so supportive, and not many people are like a you know, young team coming in with very little experience, and everyone's just come and say, "Yeah, get on with it." So, yeah, I think um, Grant would be back next year we, if we haven't all done already. There's um, a lot of information out there now, and um, you know, Grant is solely missed by us all.
0: Absolutely right. Um, I'm not going to take up any more of your time or your stress levels. I'm going to let you uh, sit back and 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 watch what happens, like the rest of us. But uh, no doubt we will. Bumping to you more and more over the weekend. It's going to be a long weekend, a long hot weekend.
5: Lots of rose by about four o'clock.
0: <laughs> I mean, I'm down for that. Songs, Absolutely, yeah.
5: Never. Uh, yeah, thank you, and um, so lovely to see you. I'll, I'll catch you in a bit.
0: Absolutely. See you soon.
7: Bye. Thanks.
0: Well, it wouldn't be a Goodwood Sounds of podcast or a Sounds of Goodwood podcast, or I can't even remember how I title these myself. It wouldn't be a podcast at Goodwood without a Mr. Tim Hutton. Hello, Tim.
8: Good afternoon, John. How's your day so far? you having a good time? I am
0: having a good time, yeah. It is currently, let me look at my watch. It is 20 minutes to 1 in the afternoon on Friday. It's the first of three days of motorsport here. I know there is some activity on the Thursday as well, but I didn't bother for that. I don't know about you, Tim.
8: I did actually, well, my plan had been to be in the track opening parade this weekend riding my 1965 Triumph motorbike unfortunately it was not running and we tried everything but to no avail so i went and signed on yesterday at the circuit just to make sure like in case the bike was ready everything else was ready but sadly not um so it's quite interesting being here yesterday when the entire racetrack is covered in transporters and there's all these modern cars everywhere um and you realize how quickly they pull everything together in time for friday morning um So that was very cool, and then headed over. They do a cricket match with the drivers at the house, which is a very civilized start to the weekend for a few of the drivers. Um, So yeah, my weekend started yesterday, and um, so far so good. It is very warm here, but uh, probably wouldn't wish it any other way.
0: I think the uh, the weather chat is going to be one that's quite strong this weekend. It's going to feel like we're all on a big zoom conference and we're all doing that very first gosh hasn't the weather been lovely Uh, but yeah the weather forecast for the weekend is hot i think we've had now or will have by the end of the weekend about six consecutive days in the uk with over 30 degrees celsius in september which um has never happened before ever on record so here we are basking in the sun we the brits world champions of complaining about weather when it's too cold too too hot too wet too snowy not snowy enough um, so yeah we'll all have a good uh, a good complaint about the weather other than not riding a motorcycle this weekend at the arrival, which is a real shame because you've been working on that bike for quite some time haven't you but you said it was been in the particular motorcycle builder's workshop for about well over a year
8: uh yeah just over a year with the uh with the final tweaks um yeah before that it was with Craig Callum good friend and really talented guy he's done all the paintwork on it, it look the bike looks really super cool and yeah very steve mcqueen-esque unfortunately i don't look very steve mcqueen-esque but that's uh you're born with that so that's fine
0: the listeners can't see that they can imagine you, i'm just going to say you actually you actually are i thought i was interviewing steve mcqueen
8: yeah well you know track parades are life everything else is just waiting <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's um yeah, it's been a bit of a bit of a journey, but these classic vehicles are and I think the not wanting to go on about the weather, but I think a few of the cars and bikes are already struggling a bit with the heat, which probably will be an issue for some of them with the kind of sitting around in the holding paddocks and things this weekend. Just they'll all be wanting to get out onto the track, get that air flowing through the cars as quickly as possible. And for the drivers as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be a tough time for a lot of the uh, drivers and riders. So um, wh- what is your general duties this weekend? Are you covering the event for anyone? Are you just having a bit, bit, bit of a jolly, a bit of both?
8: Uh, so this weekend I'm going to go around and I've got my photographer's pass, so going to just shoot the event nice and casually, not too much stress, uh, shooting it all for private motor club. So we'll get some images on there, but I'm not going to rush home. Have my dinner, edit photos, stay up all night, and then get here again at six o'clock in the morning. I don't envy those guys that do that for three or four days in a row. Um, Going to do it at a relaxed pace and um, enjoy it. I think is the main thing, but with a bit of photography as well. Very good, very good.
0: Uh, day jobs keeping you quite busy as well. Recent new car launched by Zenvo Automotive. It's worth reminding people that you are the global communications director. Is that correct?
8: Yeah, yeah. The uh, communications director. We launched our all-new Aurora, Zenvo Aurora, a uh, couple of weeks ago now during Monterey Car Week. And uh, the headline news really is that it's got an all-new V12 quad-turbo engine in it. So um, while there is a bit of hybrid in there, we are developing in conjunction with Marley Powertrain, an all-new V12 engine, which I think will literally be music to listeners ears. So... I'm hoping that we're going to fire up the first development engine, uh, kind of Q1, Q2 next year. So that's very exciting. And the car looks amazing, and it was really well received over in America. And now the cars continue a kind of global tour um, as we kind of build up to production, which is still a couple of years away because these all-new projects are huge to launch an all-new car into the world. So, um, yeah big task but exciting
0: very exciting please can I be on the list of people to stand in the room and hear this car start for the very first time I think that's going to be quite an exciting day
8: absolutely yeah we can uh, we can go and do a podcast down at Marley who they're just uh, in uh, Northampton so let's go down there and, and fire it up and get it on audio absolutely
0: Mega. Right, well, we uh, we found a quiet time to talk because uh, we were just watching, was it the practice of the St Mary's and a wheel fell off of... Uh, I don't even know what it was. But, um, yeah, it's all got a bit quiet. So we'll uh, we'll have a wander around, see what else we can find and uh, see who else I can talk to. Tim, I no doubt we'll keep crossing paths this weekend, both uh, recording-wise and socially. Find some some cups with fizzy hop juice in it or something like that or fizzy grape juice just to keep us hydrated, of course?
8: The the way you've sold that to me, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely signing up to some fizzy hot juice in a cup.
0: Hop, hop juice. Hop Hops, juice not hot. And no, we don't want fizzy hot drinks. Okay, Can you get exactly. fizzy hot drinks or is that boiling water?
8: And somebody somewhere does fizzy hot drinks, <laughs> but uh, yeah, hop-based drink, that sounds much more pleasant. Let's do that.
0: Hop-based fizzy drinks coming up. That should be the sponsor of this podcast, sponsored by hop-based fizzy drinks. So ventured back into the assembly area on the hunt for drivers. However, as this sometimes happens, sometimes you just bump into some friends, which is always quite nice. And the friend that i bumped into happens to be somebody that I've been trying to get on the podcast <laughs> for, oh, I don't know, a year and a half, it's I think. It yeah. has been a while. The voice you can hear there, Kaisal Salim, otherwise known as The Kaiser on Instagram. Kaisal, you're best known to your followers and many people who are listening will know who, exactly who you are and for what you do, which is amazing. The most amazing renders and designs for cars, upsetting press offices and design <laughs> car designers with better designs than the ones that they produce. And um, What brings you to the revival?
2: it's oh, a very good question. Uh, I think just to take in a completely different atmosphere as opposed to what I'm normally used to, you know. Revival, you have cars from eras that you wouldn't typically see or, or already, you know like or have access to um for me it is very much a, a different world um yeah it's it's a very different world
0: it's a little bit like i know everyone throws the it's a bit like stepping back in time analogy yeah. but it really is isn't it
2: yeah it's almost uh you know you're walking around the paddock and you're like i've never seen this car before and then kind of go through the history of it and you realize you know the the kind of uh the history behind it but also the significance behind it which i think makes revival incredibly special you know everyone gets dressed up it's it's a huge uh, it's a huge event it's a huge show it's something for everyone you know um yeah I, i'm fascinated honestly very fascinated and the fact these cars are driven as hard as they are uh makes for some very enjoyable racing so <laughs>
0: We're very lucky to have this. I was going to say on our doorstep. It is, it's not quite on our doorstep. It's, it's a couple of hours uh, to, to come down from where we live. But it is, uh, it, it, it's a, an event that is just so special. And it's now, every single time I come, I hear ac- different accents from different corners of the world who've travelled thousands of miles to be here to see it. Is there anything in particular that you're really looking forward to this weekend?
2: Oh... Oh, you've put me on the spot there. Um, But there's a particular race where four GT40s are going around, um, and I'm very much looking forward to seeing them being driven on the edge. Some (laughs) excellent noises. (laughs) Yeah, on on
0: or off the edge, yeah, absolutely. Cool, well, no doubt, are you here all weekend?
2: uh, Just today and tomorrow. Ah,
0: Lovely, well, no doubt we'll bump into each other again. Lovely, well, I'll let you you enjoy the event. Lovely to see you, lovely to bump
2: into you. you? And you, enjoy the rest of the show.
0: (laughs) And you are definitely coming on the podcast soon, right?
2: I will. I will. I promise. <laughs> I, will. I
0: will. You heard it there. It's, that's an audio contract signed. Perfect. The Driven Chat Podcast. Now, one of the interesting things about this year's revival is they have a race called the Ford Water Trophy, which is on the calendar every year. This year it is filled with Porsche 911s, and all of them, every single one on the grid, is being fuelled by sustainable fuel. So I actually attended a press conference this morning, on the Friday morning, to listen to a panel of experts, one of which was Richard Tuthill, uh, the other was Emanuele Piero. The reason I wanted to bring this up now is because I'm going to walk into the assembly area, which has all of these Porsche 911s, powered by a fuel that has not been derived from crude oil. And That's quite special. Wouldn't be a Goodwood podcast without hello to Jensen Button. How you doing mate?
9: I'm really good, thank you. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's lovely to be here. I mean, I arrived early Thursday and just walking around while the cars are unloading. It's kind of the best day. It was so nice to see the, the cars close up. People you know, you're at the back of the truck waiting for trucks to open and say, What have they got? What have they got in there? <laughs> so no, really cool. Um and yeah, today's been fun driving lots of interesting cars. Drive my C type. Uh, this morning for the first time ever and we qualified on pole so really happy with that in a competitive field uh, and I just did St Mary's in an Alpha um, and put it P3 so happy with that took a little while to get used to definitely <laughs> uh, and now this, this one that I'm most nervous about because you know I don't I've watched them drive these things they're quite oversteering so there's a lot to learn there's a lot of talent that I've tested and I've not done anything so um, I look forward to it anyway and hopefully
0: I get enough laps in mega this is special as well, isn't it? Because the car you're about to drive is powered by a sustainable fuel, this new and exciting terminology that we're all getting used to now. So fuel that essentially has not come out of the ground as crude oil is powering this car. How does that make you feel, as somebody that's made a career out of driving cars with crude oil-based fossil fuels, are you feeling good? Does it? Does it how, how much time have you spent? Have you got much experience already in this field? Well, I think it's great on many levels.
9: Um, one obviously it's sustainable so that's always positive Um, means that hopefully we can raise combustion engines into you know decades to come that's that's the hope for me i i love the ideas of different technologies i love the ideas that we're pushing boundaries with engineers in in the ev world and the hydrogen world and it's great to see us pushing sustainable fuel because it's it's the technology i hope works because i love combustion engines i love the sound of these race cars, and it is what Goodwood's all about. So, if it's possible in the future for us to be running on sustainable fuel and still keep going here at Goodwood Revival, I'm all for it. And um, you know, fair play to these guys that own these cars, though it's it's the first time they've ever run it, sustainable fuel. So it's obviously going to react in a slightly different way.
0: Um, so we'll tell you how it goes after the rebuilds. But the interesting thing is I was sat in a pre- press conference this morning about this synthetic fuels and they were saying that often you're getting a, they're getting a slightly higher octane and therefore a bit more power than it would be out of standard petrol. So you never know, you might be actually pedalling even quicker.
9: Yeah, I hope so. Um... But, yeah, there's obviously going to be some differences. So it's, uh, it's, it's how the, the, the motors look after the event, I think, is, is key. There's also still a long way to go with the technology in terms of it's very expensive still. Um, but it's, it's getting there, which is
0: great, and I'm, I'm very happy about it. Perfect. Right, I'll let you prepare, cool. let you gear up, and uh, see you over the weekend. Cool. Another familiar face I've spotted in the assembly area, Mr Chris Harris. How are you doing? I always think it's odd saying face when you're on a podcast. I know, I know. I know. Familiar voice then. A very familiar voice, because yeah. you know, if they're listening to us, they're listening to you, let's be honest. I hope so. <laughs>
7: um,
0: now, we're standing in this amazing little assembly area full of Porsche 911s, all powered by sustainable e-fuels. It's something that we're all slowly learning more about. From your point of view, motoring journalist and voice of authority in the water industry, how does it... How is it for you you're about to get into one of these things and pedal it around an iconic circuit i think it makes me feel like i'm adjusting to a new
10: future that i may be growing up a bit and acknowledging the way the world is but i don't want to stop having the fun i have because i'm a selfish little boy at heart it's all it's a complicated super emotions. all of this at the moment i've done a little bit of research and a few features around these sustainable fuels initially i was very skeptical because I, I think if we're going to apply sticking plasters that are meaningless, we'll all get found out. Over time, we'll look even worse, like we lied. But this doesn't feel like that. This does feel like it's something we might be able to use going forward. So, yeah, I'm really proud. But if I'm being honest with you, am I thinking about my fuel? No, I'm thinking about magic.
0: Is it going to oversteer like a bastard and throw me off? That's what I'm thinking right now. It's very funny. I've just had a conversation with Jensen Button, who said almost exactly the same thing. Yeah, the fuel thing's exciting, but I just don't want to get this thing wrong. So, <laughs> um, I mean, you're at home in an 911, surely? I am, but this has become a really special
10: subject, two-litre cup. The guys that have run it for the last few years have done a fantastic job, and any sport that becomes popular, it becomes an arms race. So these things have really moved on now. They've got a lot more power. Everyone's, you know, really understood how the way to drive them. It's a very specific driving style, and I'll get the excuses out of the way now. (laughs) I haven't tested it. I haven't even sat in it. So we'll see how it goes. But no, there's going to be some... I'm really... I'm full of admiration for the big, big names, racing names that are doing this race, because they must know they're going to struggle to match the local guys who you might not have heard of. The ones that race these regularly are going to have the advantage.
0: Perfect. That's a fantastic list of racing driver excuses ahead of your race. Well, practice, shall we say. (laughs) That's (laughs) the way we operate. (laughs) Perfect. Well, enjoy it, most of all. Uh, No doubt, catch up with you over the weekend as well. Cheers, boss. Richard Tuthill, you have, correct me if I'm wrong, is it 10 cars in this race?
11: Yes, we have ten, ten client cars, or nine, and then I'm driving some old rally car that we dragged out of the shed. <laughs>
0: whatever whatever had a battery and some fuel in the I,
11: I think it might be one of the first cars we ever built, genuinely. Oh, wow. first two-litre cars we ever built, and it was and it, we've tracked its history. Um, it's never
0: really left our control, so it'll do. That's really exciting. So, Phil, for, for you, you must have some quite interesting, perhaps conflicting perhaps exciting feelings about this race you know this is a a car a platform a product that you know inherently You, you know this inside out but of course the main key factor that we're all talking about with this particular race is the fact that they're all powered by synthetic fuels so how does that sit with you as somebody that's built a business and an industry and a talent in creating maintaining servicing cars running on petrol does this feel like the right step forward for you
11: uh, I think unequivocally, yes. I think, you know, I've got, I've got kids 18, 16 and 14, and they're much more conscious than we ever were. And actually, uh, so we all should be, as we discussed this morning. So any little thing that we can do to clean up what we're up to. I mean, essentially, these are all recycled cars. So their carbon footprint disappeared a long time ago. And now we're left with running costs, tyres and fuel. So whatever we can do there to,
0: to lessen the impact is a good thing. Absolutely agree. I, I see this uh, this growing trend, albeit not with racing cars, but people taking these iconic flat six powered cars and replacing their powertrains with EV power plants. Which does does it stings a little bit, doesn't it? So this this does feel like it could be the very beginning. In fact, I just had a quick chat with Chris Harris, and Chris said, you know, he feels like he's he's experiencing something that's just on the cusp of a big change, something very exciting for the future. And I think he's right.
11: Yeah, I think so. And I think, you know, again, as per our conversation this morning, the electric revolution that we're witnessing in modern road cars is is a, is a good stepping stone to clean cities up. But actually, if these guys can produce fuel that we can keep combustion engine cars on the road, uh, it's going to be a win for everyone. Um, so, yeah, I think we need to encourage it massively.
0: Here, here. Well, I'll let you get prepared. You're suited and booted, ready to go. Best of luck, enjoy, and uh, hopefully cross paths again over the weekend.
11: Thank you very much. Have fun.
0: So when, re- when reading the feedback from previous episodes, Sounds of Goodwood events, uh, one of the most common threads or requests that I've seen from people is more car sounds, please. So uh, that's what I'm going to give you for this segment of the podcast. And the car sounds you're going to hear are the Porsche 911s that we've just been talking about. I've had a conversation with Jensen Button, with Chris Harris and with uh, Richard Tuthill. And just to prove to you, because, of course, you might not be here. You might not have been able to see the weekend or hear the weekend. Just to prove to you how correct these cars sound on this synthetic fuel. Let me remind you, it's fuel that has not been sourced from the ground as crude oil. This is synthetic fuel. Just to prove that it sounds the same, you'll have to take my word for it, that it smells pretty much the same, and from the driver's point of view, they go the same. So, yeah, I'll pop you down so you can enjoy the sounds of these cars and prove to you that uh, it's it's an exciting future. It sounds correct. It's Saturday, we're still sat on that bench, (laughs) and there you've heard from a collection of voices including Jensen Button, Chris Harris, Richard Tuthill, and a couple of others as well. Today we're at that exciting point on the podcast at the sounds of episodes where we honestly have no idea what's coming up and genuinely we don't historically i've always recorded the introduction for these episodes right at the very end to tell you who's coming up uh but this year not doing that because i know we're going to talk to people i know we're going to pull people out of cars we're going to pull people away from spannering cars and we're going to have some fantastic conversations as to who they're going to be we don't know how do you feel about that miles
3: I'm all right with it. I actually... I, I'll be honest. I quite like this running and gunning that we do because we go around and we just sort of basically accost people um, and, uh, and and ask them for a conversation. And generally speaking, people don't tell us to bugger off, which is great. Um, but, yeah, uh, it, it is one of those... It's one of those places, as we've said before, where we expect the unexpected and there's people who... You know we idolize uh, we haven't spoken to before anything always welcome to you know have a chat with us which is great um and they uh, everyone appears to share the same enthusiasm and excitement that we do this is only my second time but you've done this a bunch of years as have many of the other other people but it just never really seems to peter off does it
0: no you're absolutely right yeah this I, i'm trying to work out actually this morning how many times i've been to the revival but I, what i can tell you is that the first times I was attending this, I was a child. So that will put into perspective how many years I've been doing this. So to now be here, and I know I say this every single time we record one of these episodes from Goodwood, I feel so privileged and so honoured to be here, to be part of this bizarre show in any capacity. So to, to be here and to be bringing you content in the way that we do, it's really, really exciting. I was once upon a time one of those kids leaning up against the fence, looking into the assembly area as then F1 world champion Jenson Button was getting into his car and now here I am having done a bit of work with Jenson over the years with the ability to just walk up to him with a microphone and go how's it going mate which is quite cool isn't it
3: listen to him listen to him people he does he has a couple of jobs with Jenson Button and he's on first name terms already (laughs)
0: absolutely got to ride these waves when you can right well i think we should get straight into it we're currently sat in our little media enclosure which is lovely but not a lot of action happening here in ways of uh, interviews so why don't we head on over to the assembly area no no idea what collection of cars we're going to see first but we'll there is one way to find out and we'll walk in and see and see who we can find to talk to so um enjoy so there's a certain irony, and believe me, the irony's not been lost on me, that the fact that the first assembly area paddock that Miles and I have, have assembled into on the Saturday is for a collection of cars that firstly produce no noise, but then also are driven by children. We've ended up in the paddock for the Settrington Cup, or as I sometimes like to refer to it as the competitive parents' cup, which is quite an interesting <laughs> thing, isn't it, Miles?
3: It is very much so, yeah. Um, what you can hear in the background are cars with actual engines. But yes, contrary to that, we've got these fantastic little cars that are en- powered entirely by children's little legs. Um, and it would appear that the, uh, you know, they, they are the, the children of some very famous racing drivers. So I can imagine there's an element of competition coming up.
0: That's exactly right. Yeah, this is the Setrutin Cup is a, uh, is a hilariously brilliant tradition that happens each year. And yes it is it's children of drivers that have been invited to partake and uh, quite rightly there's no uh, there's no hybridization or electric <laughs> electric trickery here or maybe there is I don't know maybe there is some some foul play happening I'd like to think so
3: well possibly so yeah maybe uh, I wonder if they have balance of performance in this <laughs> you're not allowed to have uh, anything that aids your performance but I I I saw someone giving their kid an energy drink earlier is that acceptable <laughs>
0: Yeah, I'm going, to, I'm going to definitely want to find out some of the, the dietary requirements. So watch this space. The next voice you hear might be somebody very young. It was 12 months ago, almost to the day, that I interviewed for the first time at a future star of Goodwood, Mr Freddie Woods. Freddie, how are you?
7: Very well, thank you.
0: Excellent. Now, last year when we last spoke, you were about to go out and compete in the Setrington Cup. Tell me how you did.
7: I came fourth overall, but this year I can't drive. I'm too tall. But I'm going to do the police car, and I've been doing scrutineering.
0: How exciting is that? I mean, a, a bit annoying about the height thing, but hey, look, it's going to pay to your advantage because only a, a few more years from now you'll be getting into some of these noisy cars going out. I, I firmly believe it. and I'm sure your dad, who's looking over with supportive smile, will agree. So, um... What are, the, what are the privileges that come with driving the police car?
7: So, I get to go out first, then I get to make lots of noise with the sirens, and then when, after the others go out first, then I get to drive behind them and just make more noise.
0: Amazing. I notice you've got a blue light. Are you tempted to try and pull anyone over?
7: Uh, maybe. <laughs> if they're going too slow.
3: If they're going too slow, you can
0: ask them for some cash, okay? <laughs> Perfect. Well, uh, and talk to me about the scrutineering process. What have you uh, What have you had to do for that?
7: I've had to check if they if they've made this or like the seat further away from the steering wheel, so then older children can go in the car, and then they can and then they've got more power if they're older. So then I've had to check that, check the pedal length, bigger pedals, bigger feet, and then just checking that they've got the right batteries, also that they've got a handbrake.
0: Sounds like a pretty comprehensive checklist. Miles, you're no stranger to scrutineering, but usually from the, the driver's seat.
15: Yeah,
3: it's a very responsible position. You have to always make friends with the scrutineer, so uh, we should definitely make sure we say good friends with uh, with Freddie here. Yeah.
0: Right, well, Freddie, it looks like there's a bit of a photo opportunity happening. Everyone seems to have gone. Ah. Perfect. So I think you need to go for scrutineering. Perfect. Driver's briefing, very important. I'll let you go to that. Freddie, enjoy it, and... Um, Again, see you in a few years when you're driving the noisy stuff.
7: Thank you.
0: The Driven Chat Podcast. Well, this is nice because I've found not only another Setrington Cup driver, but she's also in the Woods family. Clementina, how are you?
7: I'm very well. How are you?
0: I'm fantastic, thank you. Talk to me about this fantastic pink car that you're about to pedal onto the iconic start-finish straight at Goodwood.
7: Well, it was based on Pink Floyd, Holly Mason's car.
0: That's pretty cool, isn't it? And it does. It looks like it's been shrunk in the wash, which is very exciting. Now, I was talking to your brother, who tells me that uh, he's now too tall to compete in the Cup, but he does have the privilege of being both on the scrutineering team and also to drive the police car. Does that mean there's been any scrutineering favours? Has there been any kind of sly backhanders? Has he done you any favours?
7: Um, well... He's made sure that he told me that my battery has to be recharged, and my handbrake works well.
0: That's good. Has he given any other advice? Any kind of like nutritional advice? Any any tips?
7: He's, he's put um, marks on my tyres where I should start, and it's right foot first for me.
0: Perfect. We won't we won't say it too loud, just in case anyone. Anyone hears those tips. Well, I wish you the very best of luck. Most of all, enjoy it. It looks like you're going to have a fantastic time. And a bit like I've done with your brother, hopefully in a year from now, you'll be at least... You'll, you'll have beaten his fourth position. And uh, we'll have another chat next year. How do you feel about that? Thank you. Pleasure. I think it's about time I spoke to Dad. And Miles is here as well. James, how, how are you? Yeah, very well, thank you. Perfect. So, James Woods, you're here this weekend both as Dad which is exciting, but you're also doing some pedalling yourself as well, not with pedals, but with actual so, cars.
1: Yeah.
16: Yes, that's right. Um, only one race. Uh, uh, the Sussex Trophy with the Lotus 15, which is, but which is also in the Lotus Parade, Lotus 75 Parade, um, being a, um, well, not a works car, but uh, a world championship car from the start and race from the TT here at Goodwood. So that's great to do. Unfortunately, we had a problem with the clutch in qualifying. We did the parade in the morning, Uh, But clutch problem during qualifying, so I didn't really get a good lap. um, And the engine's out now, but we'll be back together for tomorrow.
0: Wow, I, I love these stories at Goodwood, which are always fascinating to follow. Where we see these these faults happen, which to many others would assume that's it, we're out of the race now. But the mechanics will work through the day and night, won't they, to get them back together again? Miles, um, you've had a bit of experience in both uh, pedaling cars, but also having some last-minute repairs. In, in fact, this weekend you yeah. should be racing yeah. out in Australia, but you're not because of a technical issue.
3: Correct. We we know how the world of motorsport works, but yes, I'm I mean, in a way it's a it's a happy it's a happy accident. I should be racing in Sydney this weekend, but car wasn't ready, so I'm here at, thankfully at the revival, uh, which is brilliant. But a question I do have to ask you, James, as chief strategist for the kids here, that's a very responsible position. How does that make you feel? <laughs>
16: It's, it's, it's exhausting, to be honest. It's probably the most stressful race of the weekend, and I thought I'd pass on that responsibility or hand it off that responsibility but um, to Queenie, my wife, but um, but in fact, uh, oh, and Freddie, of course, who was then a role as a team manager in there, but it comes back to me, although um, I have to then ask, ask the advice of, of others like Freddie because they've actually been in the seat, whereas I haven't, um, and I think when it comes to it, they just say flat out. They just go at it. But, no, I mean, you're right. I mean, even just the whole process of their signing on, the scrutineering. Um, and yesterday, you know, Darren Turn was there with three cars, Marino and, and, and Co. And, and it's really, ner- I say very funny, you know. They're nervous in case there's something that turns up as, you know, as potential problems on, you know, because it's all done to the book. But, no, no it's, it's great um, and amazing to, to, for them to be so involved. Absolutely, it, it is great. Talk to me about the uh, competitive edge between you, the, uh, the
0: let's say the senior drivers here, competing. Is there a bit of a uh, bit of elbow barging on that start line, making sure
16: your certain kids get to the front of the line? No. Uh, well, it's, then it's up to them. No, because the, the numbers are drawn. The start numbers are drawn out for a hat, and it's reversed grid today. to Tomorrow, there's not much we can do at that point. And I think that most of the ch- are actually pretty, the ones, most of the The younger drivers are pretty determined themselves, or just totally relaxed, chilled, and just just happy driving. So it works out that, but there there is quite a lot of well times. There's quite a bit of paint exchanged, (laughs) particularly through the chicane, and there's there are always a couple who are slightly more positive than others, shall we say? But all end up on the grass. I mean, Freddie was pushed onto the grass yet uh, last year before the finish. So this is what we like to hear. um, It's all yeah. It's become
0: such an icon now, hasn't it? The Cetroton Cup, year on year for people to watch. And I think it's still one of the most um, popular things that people tune into to the live stream to watch this race, which is amazing when you think about the calibre of cars that are here. But, uh, yeah, the pedal car race has, uh, has certainly drawn its own crowd. Um, I'll let you get back to it. I'll let you give some final words of wisdom. Uh, you're looking very relaxed in there, relaxed, Way more
3: relaxed than I looked before a race, let me tell you. Yeah, Absolutely. Can we hear the horn?
0: We have a technical problem. Right, get the uh, get the engineers.
17: <laughs> oh,
0: perfect. The scrutineers are aware. We're okay. We're okay. Right, we'll let you get to it. it looks like it's time to go. Enjoy. See you later on. We found we've, we found a Max Gerardo and a young a young racing driver, a young Gigi Durago. of the same name, which is exciting.
12: There we go. Ready.
0: So who have we got in the car? Let's start with let's start with the important star first. Hello there. What's your name?
7: Julieta Marisa Gerardo Pessoa is Gigi.
0: I love it. I'm going to call you Gigi if that's okay. Tell me about this wonderful car that you're driving. Car number 63. It looks stunning.
7: It's really hard to pedal. Oh, no, really? Yeah.
0: Have you done this before? Is this your first time? First time. Have you had any tips or tricks from any of the other drivers in the field? No. Okay, so this is your first time. Um, I'm going to speak to Dad and see uh, if, if Dad's passed on any words of wisdom. Um, oh. Max, ha, what, what's been your, your, your briefing so far? So, um, pedal really hard.
12: Luca, her brother, is in charge of mechanicing. Fantastic. So he's in charge of the WD-40. Love that. Good, good. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And, uh, and basically, we're going to win. Quite simple. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the only strategy to have, right? I think it's, I think I think this is the only strategy to have. I mean, first of all, we're going to try and make sure that we actually pedal in the right direction and go towards the right, you know, the, the, the finish line. Yes, Very good. Yes. And then
3: once we get that nailed then we're going to go for first place this is it like the, this would be the ultimate mistake to start the race in reverse wouldn't it that would be oh, <laughs> we, we, it, it has been done it has been done before <laughs> um, we watched a lot of youtube videos we've seen it, we've, we've we've all seen seen it, it before so i thought as long
12: as it doesn't happen to my daughter please 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 <laughs> but i think we got it we got we got a little trick push on the uh, push technique to you oh, know get us started okay. we can't hey, tell yeah, anyone listen, over hey, that. listen
3: keep the voices quiet yeah, okay yeah, keep the strategy
12: yeah, yeah. keep the strategy yeah. Yeah. close to you exactly so i'm really yeah. quite excited about the whole thing first time so it's quite fun
0: Ah, oh, it's brilliant. I was just talking to James Woods, who's, who's uh, got Clementina there in car 194, and Freddie, who's driving the police car up front because he's now a bit too tall to, to be pedalling, and it sounds like there's been lots of... Uh Uh, bits of shared advice but uh, what about you what are you pedaling this weekend
12: you know believe it or not uh it was high tensions in my family due to the pedal car race so we thought we would focus all of our attention just on this uh we do have the 250lm here but just for some parade laps but uh, but no no racing really you know this is this is is quite important this is the next generation absolutely and it's quite nice because you can now enjoy the event as well without that added pressure i have to admit everyone says that to me but I've got to tell you the truth, I kind of miss not having a car to race. You sort yeah. of wander around thinking, uh, yeah. it, that, I have to admit, I mean, I, I talk a good game, but it wasn't on purpose that the car wasn't ready.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we like it, your honesty. We like absolutely. your honesty. And is it Luca? Yeah. Luca, talk to me about your, what's, what's been your strategy in helping this work, apart from some generous doses of WD-40. If we, <laughs> if we need to walk and talk, yeah, we, we can do that as well. Luca is actually pushing the car now, just to, I'm guessing, to, to relieve Gigi's legs. Is that right? Yeah. A, bit, a supportive big brother is probably the best thing anyone could wish for at the Goodwood Revival. I'm going to let you focus, I'll let you crack on. Best of luck. Enjoy the race, Gigi. Thanks. And, and I'll find out how you get on a bit later on. Max Gerardo there, and his children.
3: Yes, Max Gerardo of Gerardo fame. Um, known famously for driving cars that are worth more than, I would say, very much north of 20 to £30 million. Pounds. Yeah. Um, He actually interviewed me on the start line at Salon Privé, incidentally. And, uh, oh, look, there's another friendly face. But, yes, um, Gerardo, well into it, not driving a car, putting all his stock into his kids this weekend, as it turns out. (laughs) I do like that he dropped. We've got
0: the 250 LM here, but just for parade laps. As you do. As you do. We found another driver we can go and talk to, Mr Jake
3: Hill. Well, as, as often happens, we're walking around, we're looking for familiar faces, and who should we find? It's only Jake Hill off of Touring Cars. Hello there. How are we doing? All right? We're doing very well. We, I have to say, you're looking very dapper. Your wife's looking very pregnant.
18: Yeah, yeah. Uh, now, in a, in the most
3: positive, most ways, positive very way. Very presumptuous. She's, she's <laughs> looking radiant. Thank you, Mars.
18: Um, yeah, it's not long to go now. Only six weeks. So uh, yeah, it's lovely. But, you know, we're here a lovely, glorious day at Goodwood. Um, just watching the what's it called Settering Setters, Cup? Settering, yeah. Settering Cup. Yeah, but they're all cool, the kids are just going out for their race, which is awesome. So
3: yeah, looking forward to watching this one. This can be good fun. Yeah, it will be good fun. So tell us a little bit because uh as i understand it you're racing something a little bit special this weekend as well yes we
18: uh we well my racing is done now obviously this is saturday yeah and everything happened on friday for the day one of the revival and it was a great day you know it was my i'd never sat in a jaguar hwm and to be totally honest i never knew what one was until about three weeks ago that's the (laughs) honest truth um but nonetheless uh what a first of all a beautiful car you know absolutely stunning um i never knew just how stunning they were but uh to drive as well it's a a really surprising thing it's my first it's my first 50s car uh first drum full drum brake car um but nonetheless uh yeah a little bit of trust had to be earned with it in terms of making sure it's going to stop
3: every time but once we got there yeah it was just a real joy to drive well you're obviously, you're not a stranger to the circuit as we well know because you, you know, you're famous for driving the Capri from Rick Woods and various of the Nissan of course yeah. but something like that is obviously, do you have to just delete everything you know and start again or?
18: Yeah within reason, I mean um, obviously circuit lines and, and, and circuit knowledge is a massive part of it um, it is very helpful and the, the Capri and the HWM they are both on a cross ply tyre so the way the car moves is very similar albeit they're 20-odd years apart. So um, that bit of it is great to have that knowledge of. Um, But, yeah, in terms of learning something like that, it's very very difficult. But I think this is the first time I've ever driven any racing car and gone,
0: this is a lot of money, don't crash it. (laughs) I'm always fascinated by that dynamic and talking to people... Who have and Goodwood is a prime example. I feel like it's one of the things I say most. It's like talking to people that are getting into a car for the very first time, yeah. and not just, oh, I've, I've I've just had a quick practice. It's no, I'm touching the car for the first time in the assembly area here at the revival. And some people just seem to take it in their stride, don't they? And others do feel the pressure. So, do you think you're more on the pressure side?
18: Uh, no, actually, no. I, I didn't. I didn't feel the pressure. It's just it does. It was the first time it ever sat in my head. You know, I've driven. You know, I keep account of the cars I've driven on my phone and. I'm now up to 96 uh, racing just racing cars not road cars just not racing cars and um, it's the first one where i've ever gone don't shunt it you know that's a lot of money and and just don't risk everything it's not worth it you know the car's quick enough we're going to have a great time it was a real honor to share with Gregor Fiskin. um you know he's such a gentleman and and the owner jonathan as well absolute legend so um the pair of them i owe a lot to for letting me have a go
3: and It was just great fun, mate. I absolutely loved it. mega. So, um, I'm going to introduce uh, a a very famous name. We've actually spoken to one of your protégés just now, Mr. Young Jake Hill. Uh, We've got Mark Blundell in the paddock. How are you doing, Mark? I'm doing very well.
19: Um, And actually standing next to one of my old protégés, Gary Paffett. So, there you go. Yeah,
3: That's what happens when you get to the end of your career. You end up here.
6: Hey,
3: listen. You're looking very good for your age. Let me say, Mark. All right? All right. It's going all right for you. Um, tell us a little, about, a little bit about the cars that you're here with this weekend. So, entrant is uh, Kerry
19: Michael. It's a uh, Zodiac Zephyr. Um, God's honest truth. We did one lap and the oil pump sheared off. So, um, we're really down on mileage. We'll start from the back of the grid today. And uh, i have being really honest with you, just need to bring the car home so that Kerry, the entrant,
3: can race tomorrow. So, let me tell you this. This is what happens when you're a seasoned racing driver like Mark. You get the excuses in really, really early. And then if you do all right... You look like a hero. Exactly right.
0: <laughs> it's so true. Yesterday, just before the um, the Porsche race with the sustainable fuels, yeah. what was really interesting was talking to people like Chris Harris and Jensen Button, who both gave a fantastic list of excuses of why they might not win or podium, which I just thought was brilliant. You could, have, I wish I'd written them all down. Um, so as a, as, as a driver and coach, because I guess you're doing a bit of both this weekend, what's easiest for you? Is it quite nice getting into a car, closing the door and then getting on with it? Or is it quite nice doing the opposite? Um,
19: coaching for me, not really the best coach in the world, so I wouldn't take any notice of whatever I say. <laughs> um, no, listen, just getting in a car, doesn't matter what generation of car it is, any race car is just a joy to drive. So, And at the end of the day, it's, a, it's the experience. Goodwood is you know, it's a, a unique place. Um, I think anybody who's a racing driver wants to come here just to be a part of it. Glorious day like today, which is actually too hot because, you know, we're going to swelter. But um, no, you can't beat it. Can't beat it. When England's like this on a
0: racetrack, best in the world. Is it just this one car you're driving this weekend or have you got a handful?
19: Uh, Just one car. And um, luckily then it's Saturday night, so there'll be a few beers on the barbecue.
0: So, yeah. Really Thanks for your time, Mark.
20: Cheers. Cheers, Mark.
0: It wouldn't be a Sounds of Goodwood episode without bumping into our good friend, Alex Brandle.
20: Does that mean I'm one of the Sounds of Goodwood? You are one I'm of the Sounds of Goodwood. Ma- I'm about
0: to make one of the Sounds of Goodwood <laughs> in it, this Saab. Like vocally and, um, yes, a, a very interesting sound that's coming out of this Saab, isn't it?
20: It's a two-stroke Saab. A two-stroke, you say? It's a two-stroke Saab, um, and it sounds like someone's... It's moped. Off. <laughs> I love that. Uh, it, it's but well, it's brilliant. It's honestly, it's great fun to drive. It runs hot though, so uh, concern. Uh, for the for the listeners. Uh, we're sitting here sweating, standing here <laughs> sweating, standing, sweating, sweating yeah. in the assembly area because it's what twenty eight degrees. At like least, at yeah. At least I feel like it's slightly north of that by now. Three million degrees. <laughs> and uh, the Saab likes it cool. I've heard. So that's ah. yeah. But but it handles really nicely and it's a crowd fave yeah
0: yeah and that noise i want to just pick up on the noise because it is a distinctive one it almost sounds a bit like an old rotary engine just that like rap. rap, rap, rap. so uh wh- is it a competitive car <laughs> not well it's, it's win- we're winning the saab class uh <laughs> and t- talk to me about how many saabs are in the class
20: uh, i mean uh, why why nitpick <laughs> why nitpick i mean so we're, we're all
0: you're winning and losing the we're, saab class. we're all
20: here having a nice day why ruin it um, no, it, it's, it's not the fastest of the cars on the fi- in the field but honestly, in terms of the attention this thing gets and in, when this thing fires up, absolutely no one can ignore it and that, is, uh, and that is a stupendous thing Fabulous Any other
0: metal that you're peddling around this weekend?
20: Yeah, I've just got out of the Cobra with snake eyes on it
3: Oh, we know that one well
20: We like that one It's a bit too hot for it today wasn't behaving very well today Uh, I fluffed a lap in it yesterday which was tragic because it would have put us in the top 6 I think as of now I think we'll probably be a 10th somewhere around there Um, and I am in a Lotus 27 which I'll race tomorrow morning and I am in this and I am in what else something else Lotus 27 Saab Cobra oh and a Jag C type which raced yesterday and we had a distributor failure why I can't
0: remember it, because it's already in the past. <laughs> Never look backwards, listeners. Never look backwards. Oh, look this, this, listen to this advice. This is inspiring stuff. Uh, well, well, we'll let you um, we'll let you prepare. Uh, I was gonna say try and cool down, but I just don't think that's an option, is not, it? A, not, You're only gonna mate. get warmer.
20: Yeah, not available today. Uh, cold doesn't come in cold this Saturday <laughs> at Goodwood Revival. So yeah, but we'll we'll have a nice time and uh, and enjoy ourselves wholeheartedly. Super
0: deep. Fantastic. Enjoy. Thank you. Thank you. The Driven Chat Podcast Another familiar face that we bumped into in the assembly area
13: is Mr Theo Paphitis. Hello sir, how are you? I'm very well and very hot as everybody is today. Amazing weather. It is amazing weather, and we keep saying it seems to be the theme of
0: the episode. Maybe we'll just title this episode, Isn't It Hot? It's
3: bloody hot, yes. Yeah, that seems to be uh, seems to be the common feedback. Uh, so tell us a little bit, you, um, what past are you here this weekend? Are you are you
13: with anyone, supporting anyone? Yep. so I'm driving in the uh, St Mary's uh, with Gary Parfit, our co-driver, who is about to go off for his race. Um, and um, my race is tomorrow, so I'm just supporting Gary today here in the uh, assembly area. And then, uh, oh, here we go. Now, we're just about to get run over by a car positioning themselves, getting psyched up for the race. <laughs> uh, brilliant. Now, Theo, um, you're you're going to be best known to many of our
0: listeners as um, a familiar face on Dragon's Den, as one of the investors and entrepreneurs, somebody that perhaps brings with, brings with them a lot of pressure and apprehension in business decisions. What brings more pressure for you personally, the big business deals or
13: getting into a racing car in an event like this? I just no competition, really. Get, yesterday I got in the car, it was sweltering heat. I've never been so nervous in my life. I <laughs> ha, haven't tested the car. It took, it took me like five laps and there was only eight laps just to understand where the gearbox was. Um, I came out of the chicane twice in neutral. I mean, It was, it was uh, the pressure and the nerves for somebody who's not a professional driver and to have the honour to be able to race here. Uh, as not a professional driver is uh, an experience which is marvellous and does keep you on edge. I can imagine. I can imagine. Isn't
3: it amazing though? Like you know, you're a you know a stalwart of Goodwood. We you know we've seen you here plenty of times. It doesn't matter after how many years, it still has that effect, right?
13: It's, it's an awesome event. Every yeah. time I was saying that to uh, Kerry Michael, one of my colleagues who's also driving a Zodiac, as we were walking into uh, the event. I mean, it's just awesome. Every year we come here, and we've been here a few years now and you just can't help but be taken aback at the magnitude, the scale, the organisation, the detail, um, and the number of people just enjoying themselves. It's, uh, it's, there's nothing like it.
0: You're absolutely right. There really is nothing else like it. It's the, it feels like the cliché strap line we've said time and time again, but it is so true. There is nothing in the world like the Goodwood Revival. Such a special event. We'll let you um, regain your focus. and I mean, you've got the easy job today. Perhaps we'll come and find you again tomorrow when you're fully suited and see, uh, see how different the
13: conversation is there. Yes, it's just gin and tonics today for me, and uh, <laughs> I can relax. Tomorrow might not be the same.
3: Brilliant. <laughs> we spoke to your colleague, uh, Mark, as well, and he said he was also looking forward to a nice cold beer later as well, so...
13: Mark Blundell, A.K.A. Billy, as we, as we <laughs> Billy Blundell. Yeah, he does break. He does break cars. He is the breaker. He broke his car. Started from the back of the grid today. All pump went uh, after the first lap, so he didn't manage to uh, get a qualifying time. So he's uh, actually got a private uh, race today with uh, Gary Parfit. He has. I'm going to. I'm going to tell you now, and you're the first people to hear about this. Go on. After plenty of handsome juice last night, <laughs> um, Mark Blundell. Did throw the gauntlet down to Gary Parfit He's starting at 16. Mark starting 29th or 30th. That he'll catch him. It started by by lap four, and then after much more handsome juice, it was lap two. <laughs> so now the whole world knows. Let's see what happens. It's on record. We'll uh, we'll give our friends at the
0: Sun a quick call. We'll see if we can get a headline there as well. Don't you worry. We'll get the truth out. There's Good luck.
21: Thanks: the Thanks the So the
0: next voice you're going to hear when I last spoke to you just 24 hours ago, Mr. William Haynes, you were feeling a little bit apprehensive over the fact that you were about to send out your jaguar, a car that had just been reassembled, hadn't yet been given a shakedown of any variety, uh, and perhaps even thought a bit apprehensively, maybe it, 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 it was a kind of hopefully it'll last the race. Well, it's here. it's back in the assembly area. It looks like it's working. Am I right? It is. It's working. It's a
5: farmer's bodge. <laughs> and No, yesterday we um, we put an engine overnight uh, and I was, I was on 52 hours non-sleep time at home yesterday. Woke up this morning and we thought, well, we've got nothing else to lose now because we're, we're already at the bottom of the race. So we made our own needles this morning, jetted it to just... A feeler gauge and just worked it out with some common sense um and then redid the timing and just basically and then even getting in the paddock everyone's here We had a float ball just dropped so fuel everywhere so anyway new float balls gone in um hopefully there's no fuel leaks and uh we now we basically i'll now starting is 3,000 RPM instead of 1,000 RPM so we're basically a racing start and tickover. but means now we've got go go juice at top end so <laughs> <It wouldn't, laughs> there we are. It wouldn't be a historic race weekend without dramas like that though would it? You know, this is my first ever revival as a team ever I've only done one race beforehand and you, everyone else is so professional so hopefully <laughs> but we, we, we're doing it we're getting on with it and um, you know we're the underdog so let's give it a
0: go. And everyone loves an underdog, both an underdog, but also somebody that we can follow, which is really exciting. The car's looking fantastic, isn't it, Miles? Carl,
3: car looks great. Just tell us very quickly what it is um, and, and any historical uh, you know, providence, anything like that.
5: Well, the cool thing is it's a Jaguar Mark I, 1, 1959. It's a 3, 3.4 engine on one of seven only in the world. Tour de France 1959 inlet manifolds which my grandfather uh, basically created and gave to the works cars in 59 so it's on a particularly amazing inlet manifold and Grant Williams very kindly lent me his engine and his inlet manifold for this for this weekend so Grant was just fantastic so without Grant Williams
0: none of, of this would have happened it, it was phenomenal. It's it's a really crucial point. It's one that Miles and I are going to be talking about throughout this episode. A very very a presence that's very much missed this weekend is Grant. It's caused a lot of controversy. He very much should be here, in my opinion, and that's an opinion shared by many others as well. Uh, but yes more on that later for now though Will we'll let you uh,
5: well let's, um, let's let's try and go sideways and then keep Grant's name in it <laughs>
0: there you go see that's uh, continuing the legacy continuing the legacy uh, let's catch up a bit later on after this and um, then when's the big pressure is the big pressure today or tomorrow
5: yeah, well I think today because we've got David Brabham driving it who I respect immensely he won, won Le Mans in 2008 and put with Peugeot um, so get Grant for the car, and then we've got the wonderful Cam Jackson tomorrow evening as the last race of the weekend, so um, after this, I'm going to crack open a bottle of champagne, I think. I'd you? say so. so yeah, Thanks.
0: Well earned, well earned. Uh, best of luck, Will.
1: Yeah. See you in a bit.
5: See you later, guys. Thanks, Miles. Bye.
0: So we've just been talking to William Haynes about this uh, glorious Mark 1 Jack. He's hyped up his driver massively, who's uh, a gentleman called David Brabham. How are you, David?
22: Yeah, good, mate. Yeah, no, really good. Beautiful day here at uh, Goodwood, ready to go out for the Part 1 race and the St. Mary's Trophy. And as you said, the gorgeous number one Jag, uh, XK, uh, what is it? A uh, Yeah, it's a Mark no, Mark 1. 1. That's it. I always get a bit confused. Mark 1. Um, yeah, so we, we obviously had a few little issues with the engine, which is a bit... Um, bit sad but uh, it's racing that's what happens with these old cars and uh, we just keep plowing away
3: it's fantastic and you know obviously you have a little bit of experience i say a reasonable amount of experience now in the mark ones having driven with obviously grant last year which was in the mark two so uh, having driven this now are you drawing any comparisons anything you can carry across from last year uh it was good to have the comparison um obviously with the with the engine situation
22: it's difficult to get a true comparison um, Handling-wise, not, not massively different, you know, so uh, it was nice to sort of fit into that p- quite quickly. Um, but then it's, get, you know, we're just kind of managing a situation all the way through the weekend. We're not going gonna to win this race, that's for sure. So I'll probably start at the back of the grid because we're unsure of what it's going to be like off the line uh, because there are cars behind me. Um, so we'll just keep out of the way and get through the race, get some feedback for Cameron that hopefully things can improve for him
0: fantastic well in the words of grant williams if it doesn't look like you're going to win then put on a good show and yeah, i guess well, you can always yeah, do that yeah, right
22: yeah well well, that, 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 we'll try and do that yeah absolutely yeah yeah
3: great stuff we look forward to seeing you out there david thanks for the chat yeah no problem thanks guys thanks.
0: great chats there with a, a, a great selection of drivers in this particular grid but there is a name that has been brought up a few times oh look there's amy haynes hang on it's not amy haynes that's been brought up how, how are you doing amy
6: i'm all right how are you doing
0: we're doing good. We're, we're
3: all, you know, sweltering in the heat. Uh-oh. Can we just say, you're the first person that didn't say, oh, it's really hot.
6: <laughs> yeah, that's all I'm thinking about, and that's all we've been discussing with other people around here. I am sweating. I am so... Wait, I'm not allowed to say it. It's not cold. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do you know what, though? It's so it is... It is so true, and, and, but I think it's forgivable. Everyone here is in the same boat. Everyone is a sweaty mess. It's fine.
6: I went and um, saw Tom Christensen. He was like, hey, and then I was like, hi, and I was like, I'll give you a kiss. And he was like, don't do that. And it was by then <laughs> <laughs> by then I had, but I'm not telling you, it's weird. He had cold sweat. I don't know how that works, but my cheek had actually quite a nice, refreshing cold nice. sweat of so <laughs> Tom Christensen. A bit,
3: a bit of consumer advice. If you're quite hot at Goodwood and you see Tom Christensen, just go and give him a kiss. Yeah. Uh, love it. I'm going to do that.
7: He'll love it.
0: Um, you're running around doing lots of amazing photography work, but there's also that added pressure and stress and concern for your dear husband. I mean, what a journey. How's that been for you?
6: Well, good would have put on my brief this race because they know that I, want, I, would, I was going to cover it anyway, so I just had to make sure that I was covering other drivers in this race as well, which is also good because at the minute, William... Is quite stressed and things are not going well. I mean they're going well enough but better than we thought we would do when you know the engine broke on Thursday morning. However, it's now not running that well, but it's fine because that means I can now disappear and photograph other people in this race and not have to worry about that. I'm just gonna walk away from the stress.
0: <laughs> Good. That's uh, that must be quite a relief. If it's any consolation, he seemed a lot more relaxed just now than he did 24 hours ago. So at least the car is running. That's the most important bit.
6: They've been honing down needles for the car pressures this morning and it's all been just put back together again, literally now. So at uh, their lasting. In, in the assembly
0: area. I've got to go. Go, go, go. We'll see you later. Smashing it. Now, before we jumped in with Amy, we, uh, we were going to mention the, the, the very big personality that is missing from this year's revival, which is a Mr. Grant Williams. Now, as many will know, because if you're a regular listener to the podcast, you will have heard the episode that we recorded, Miles and I, with Grant over at Baffle House. And he was talking about his excitement back then for the, uh, for the members meeting, for the Festival of Speed, and of course for the revival, all happening this year. Um, there was an incident at the Festival of Speed where, unfortunately, a half-shaft snapped. These are old racing cars, and sometimes these things do happen. Um, fortunately, there were no serious injuries at all, uh, not even mild injuries, I believe. I, th- I think there was a comical incident where a man lost his trousers due to the, uh, due to the event, but other than that a bit of embarrassment there was no uh, there was nothing significant but as a result Grant isn't here and that is a real shame isn't it Miles?
3: Well it is and you know Grant is such a is such a huge friend of, of Goodwood and the brand and has been for 20 odd years um, you know he puts on a great show every single time and he does you know he's in no way endorsed by Goodwood whatsoever but he speaks so highly of them all the time puts on a fantastic show which is ultimately what people are here for and even though he's not here this weekend, he, he is still in spirit. He was actually here, as we've just discussed with Will. Unfortunately, they, they, they had a problem with their engine, and he was up until four in the morning taking the engine out of his car to hand over to Will, um, uh, even though he's not racing here this weekend, which I just think is a testament to, to him and the family um, and, and their character. So yes, of course, we're very sad that he's not here, and uh, we really hope that that's not the end of his story
0: absolutely right absolutely it, it it's a presence that's being missed both here in the assembly area talking to journalists colleagues of ours uh, talking to other drivers and i'm sure for the vast majority of people that are here the spectators they are missing that amazing show as well uh, so yeah we'll keep our fingers crossed grant we know we will be listening so uh, a huge amount of love is being sent your way grant from everyone that's here and um as you say miles hopefully we, we shall see him in the new year perhaps at the members meeting and then doing what he does best sending that glorious Jaguar sideways up the hill at the festival and around the circuit at the members meeting in the revival
3: exactly Um, that's uh, that's what he's known for and that's what he'll continue to be uh, to be known for no matter what so let's hope to see him out again very very soon
0: Well, I'll leave you for the first time today with the sounds of this particular grid. Mark I, Mark II Jaguars, we've got Zephyrs, we've got Alfa Romeos, we've got all sorts of glorious things. And of course, that brilliant sounding Saab driven by Alex Brundle, enjoy. It's nice bumping into friendly faces, and uh, especially nice when we can moan about how beautiful the weather is. Hello, Charlotte Valden.
23: Hello there, John Markar. Oh, they're very
0: deep and mm, hello there. Yes. Um, how are you enjoying the revival?
23: I am having the best time. I am on a mission this weekend to find the women of Goodwood Revival who are doing awesome things and I've been here for a day and a half and I've found many of them so far. I've got my friend Harriet with me um, and she's taken some photographs so it's really nice to be exploring the festival as a, like a little team um, and we just had this idea that we thought we'd get a sidecar and a motorcycle next year set up and we'd just go around and you know just interview people and have to just, like get them in the little in the sidecar like you know when you're just vibing um, having all these silly ideas um, but it is super super hot which is uh, slowing things down a little bit
0: it is it is it's the it's the ongoing theme the ongoing topic the one thing that's not going to change throughout the recordings that i've done friday saturday and tomorrow sunday i think it's everyone going isn't it warm
6: (laughs) and
23: i've got red lipstick on and it gets quite smudgy um so i have got it on my overalls and probably on my cheek and my hands and yeah my fingers have swollen to the size of sausages so i hope i'm painting a really nice picture for everyone who's listening just just think about that for a moment
0: it's, uh, and it's all alarmingly accurate, which is uh, which is bizarre. It
23: is. You were supposed to say no, you look fat fab, darling. No, no. <laughs>
0: Um, so talk to me a bit more about this um, but yeah Women of Goodwood that sounds really really exciting who are the sort of people that you've been talking to?
23: So far I have spoken to a lady called Daisy and she curates all the kind of motorsport content so she's in charge of working on the ideas for what sort of themes they'll have what vehicles are going to come along so she has tasks like contacting all the drivers all the riders and things like that and she was saying uh, the motorcycle opener yesterday you know you've got like so many 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 bikes and she just said that when it all kind of happened it was just the best moment because all the time you put into planning that stuff you know from wednesday when people start arriving the logistics making sure everyone's briefed and stuff like that when you get that moment of realization that your plan has come to fruition. Everyone's had a good time. It's a real spectacle, and it was, you know, no no calamities happened, you know, because you've got a lot of bikes out on that track um, and they're weaving and stuff like that. So um, I've spoken to her so far. I've also spoken um, to a lady called Bertie, and she has been volunteering here herself for 10 years. And her job is to drive a Jeep, a 1950s Jeep from the campsite to uh, the the festival, Um, and she gets to meet the most amazing characters, and she's just very, very cool. She does it all in a dress and some little heels, and just very impressive. Um, And this afternoon, I'm going to interview Grace, who is in charge of Revive and Thrive, so, yeah, and, and I think the really nice part as well is just chatting to people spontaneously. You know, you have, as you'll know, you have interviews in your diary that you're going to, you know, you've got that mission to get to it. But it's actually often is the people that you meet along the way in between those appointments that you get some really, like, exciting anecdotes and get to go for a ride uh, to Goodwood House in a Jeep, which was a lovely moment this morning. Okay. So, Yeah.
24: It's so
0: true. Everything you've said there is absolutely true. I mean, we, we make very little plan for these sounds of episodes, because of course, the minute you try and plan anything, it just becomes a disaster. If you say, let's meet at 10 o'clock over there, that will never happen because you get sidetracked. But what ends up happening is you do end up bumping into the people you hope to see, and then a lot more, which is just amazing. And um, if my memory serves me correctly, last year it was your first ever revival. Is that right?
23: It was indeed, Um, and I was only here for two days last year, but I've managed to uh, make it for the full three, the full shebang, and I still don't think it's going to be long enough because, as you say, you know, you start talking to people, you get sidetracked. There is so much going on, there's so much to it. I think last year I spent most of Sunday watching the races, but who knows? And I think that's what's really nice, is that it is very much the unknown, um, and you can explore different areas, and there's just so much to it. Um, Yeah, it's, it's super, super duper.
0: Super duper. Indeed, well, I'm going to let you crack on. I'll let you keep doing what you do, being an amazing journalist. We got some lovely feedback from our conversation on the podcast recently. So if you've not heard that yet, look back approximately five or six episodes back, there'll be a full episode where we sat down together and had a lovely chat.
23: We did. I did a lot of waffling, which is what I'm quite good at.
0: It was grand. It was grand. Um, Cool. Enjoy the rest of the weekends. Try and keep in the shade as much as you can. Keep that sun cream slathering on and uh, Enjoy.
23: I will do. And you too. And hopefully everyone that's listening to us will be inspired to come if they haven't been before because it's super super cool.
0: Exactly. Yeah, book your tickets now for 2024. We don't work on commission. <laughs> we genuinely don't. We genuinely, we're just saying come because it's great. Yeah. Genuinely. The Driven Chat Podcast.
3: All right. So we had a very strong morning of guests and what should we say? We're going to have a very strong afternoon of guests and we're going to start with Mr. Adam Smalley of Porsche
24: Fame. How are you, Adam? Yeah, great, thank you. Uh, obviously a privilege to be here at Goodwood. First time doing anything like this, so what an experience. And uh, yeah, really looking forward to the race this afternoon.
0: What's interesting is you say first time at Goodwood, or first time at the Revival, or Goodwood in general?
24: First time at the Revival. So I've done the members' meeting, Festival of Speed, so this is kind of the third one to add to, uh, to complete the three, really. So yeah, it's a, a very new experience. Blown away by how big of an event it is. You know, I didn't realize how big it was, and um, so yeah, it's cool to be here, and definitely, you know, an amazing privilege to be to be racing.
0: Amazing. You also said just before we hit the record button, first time you've driven a racing car with a clutch. Now that blows my mind.
24: Yeah, well, my generation have got it easy now. You know, we just pull paddles, um, and yeah. I have done done. You know, I've driven road cars, obviously that manual, but race cars from Ginetta Juniors with its sequential to, you know, moving up to the GC4 cars and then the Carrera Cup cars. It's all been paddle shift and left foot braking so it's the first time ever that I've had to change gear with a clutch in a race car and heel and toe so it's basically what you're
3: saying is your usual day job is an absolute Sunday drive compared to this
24: yes we have got it very easy compared <laughs> to this
3: so okay so tell us a little bit about obviously you're used to a very well the most current Porsche Cup yeah. car and now we're looking at something that's obviously of an earlier generation tell us about the car a little bit
24: oh, it's a really cool bit of kit um, so yeah, from 1965 um, you know, the two liter Cup car it's, as you mentioned, going from the Carrera Cup car these days, which is you know 500 horsepower, to driving this car, which is 200 horsepower, is a little bit different. You know, this moves around so much more on the road tyres. Uh, you know, so skinny, absolutely nothing to them. Uh, and you spend more time, I think, looking out the side window. You, you have that big of an angle going on through <laughs> the corners. Uh, and even in a straight line, you're not straight. So they're really fun to drive. You know, there's, there's 30 of us on the grid here this weekend. Uh, and what a race it should be, seeing all 30 going around at the same time. Well, we'll be keeping a very, very close eye on you. Um,
3: generally speaking, whenever we watch you in a car, it's normally quite a high level of attack. And I, I would encourage anybody anybody listening to watch your board running up the hill at Festival of Speed, was it this
24: year? Yes, this year. Last year was when I was flying in front of the house and on the grass and crazy. This year was less crazy, but quicker. So <laughs> they're both quite exciting.
3: Yeah, as it turns out, and when you're in the air, that's not that fast. No, but it looks cool. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so the other... Remarkable thing about this particular race that you're in, which is a, a great collection of 911s, is that they're all being fueled by synthetic fuel, which is a really exciting thing. What is that like for you as a driver, you know, obviously t- taking on a car that is essentially being fueled by something that hasn't originated from crude oil? Is it exciting? Is it, does it give any big characteristic differences to the way the car drives?
24: I think it's quite exciting because you know, as a driver you don't actually feel a difference, you don't hear a difference. Power-wise is the same. But I think from a marketing point of view and a sponsor point of view, you know, with the way the world's going, everything wants to be more sustainable. So I think it's another incentive uh, for businesses to get involved. And, and that side of it, it seemed more to be you know, more ethical and eco-friendly. And it's a good sale, selling point. And you know, if it doesn't affect the performance, those guys don't care. So, uh, no, it's, it's good to see.
0: Absolutely. And in fact, I heard, I attended a very um, surprisingly engaging press conference yesterday morning about this particular race and about the sustainable fuels and one of the things that was pointed out in that press conference was that the power from the fuel so actually fuel to engine is producing slightly more power as if it's a higher octane than you'd find with regular petrol which is quite exciting isn't it if that's not one thing to get the general public excited about synthetic fuels and i don't know what is
24: no definitely uh, you know more power more smells on everyone's faces is the way i view it so uh, no, it's cool to see and obviously you know everything's going towards you know, it needs to be more sustainable uh, obviously for the environment but other factors as well so um, no it's good to see uh, and, you know, all the cars running on the same it's fantastic and uh, what a way to sort of kick things off
0: too right shall we keep exploring Miles
3: the Driven Chat podcast John by his own admission said is that Johnny Herbert and then went I actually don't know what Johnny Herbert looks like I said it looks like that guy over there because that's Johnny Herbert so Johnny we thought we would uh, we thought we'd accost you before you go out in the in the Lotus You've done that We've done that. Uh, tell us a little bit about what on earth that car is and what it means to you. Have you been dragged in to do this, or have you actually? is it, is it a willing venture?
25: Uh, there's no dragging or screaming uh, to it at all. Chris Denich, Denich who runs Classic uh, Team Lotus, he uh, basically... We've known each other for... Well, when did we first meet? 1988, I think, at Monza, when I drove the, the Lotus 101 one car there when Nelson Piquet was the current world champion. And we've sort of stayed in contact, and of course then he moved over to Classic Lotus and you know we've got this anniversary here 75 years and it was nice to drive something different so i was in this 77 yesterday and in it today and it's and it's lovely because when you see these cars it is just pretty awesome then i'm seeing that 49 there with that massive rear wing sticking up four or five foot in the air. It's just incredible to see.
3: I, I thought they'd left the jack on the back of it yeah, I know, it accident. does look
25: it, doesn't it? It does look it's, it's just brilliant, and it's lovely. I know we're not going very, very fast, but it's just nice to feel what Mario sort of went through when he was driving this car, you know, in the in the 70s.
3: Just tell us a little bit about what it's actually like to get into one of these cars, because you've driven a great many cars, but obviously something like this has a great deal of providence, and driving it is something like Revival, you know, it's a bit of a risky job, isn't it, or is it not?
25: No, no, not at all. Well, i tell you what, that's what surprised me. When I drove that yesterday, and we were lucky, we were able to do sort of go through a few gears as we went down to Madgwick, Maj- and you suddenly you feel the downfalls come into effect. So considering this is, you know, sort of 77-ish uh, from that period they are still unbelievable things to drive. They're not awkward, the gear stick's not sort of fluffy and, you know, you don't know where you're going. It just selects itself beautifully all the way through. So considering the age, it's just amazing what the engineering was like way, way back back then in the 70s and even when I've driven a a, a car from the 60s. I think the oldest car I've done is a 55 Jaguar, Mike Hawthorne's uh, D-Time. And even that was incredible, what it was able to do. Disc brakes for a sort of race car with disc brakes on it, but even the gear shifting was fantastic. And the handling was brilliant as well. So I'm very lucky that I'm able to sort of jump in all these different cars. But I'm I'm never shocked. I'm always pleasantly surprised to see how, you know, what the engineering was like. And then when you can see when Mario was driving that car, you know, how comfortable they were, you know, when they were winning the races they were in in that period. Lovely.
0: Fantastic stuff, yeah. It's really great to, to see these cars and to hear a bit of an insight from someone like yourself who genuinely does feel lucky to do it, because I think that's the thing. Everyone listening to this now is going to be think, you know, sat there either listening or having seen the event, watched the event live, thinking, God, I'd love the opportunity to do something like that. So it's exciting to hear that a driver as accomplished as yourself, it's still it's still a treat, isn't it?
17: <laughs>
25: you can go away. We're, we're getting on very well over here. But no, it is. It is really, really nice. And it's, it's just something that... I've been very fortunate, but I will tell you what—what's nice—it's just oh, seeing the fans around who've been able to sort of experience the, the sound, the sound of the '70s yes, yes. And, and, and beyond the '60s. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Well, we'll let you—we'll uh, let you prepare and enjoy your drive, uh, soak up every moment of it. Are you driving anything else this weekend?
25: Uh, I was unfortunately I was supposed to be driving a Lotus 30, but that got weird. The engine went yesterday, and the Tjero, I'm doing in the Can we TT. That, uh, as well so yeah so that's 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 tomorrow and that's an hour's race split it in half half an hour it's going to be hot yeah
0: it is that's <laughs> the that's the theme of this this particular episode yeah for sure is the weather well thank you so much for your time enjoy and we'll see you soon
25: we do thanks uh, another
0: staple voice for the sounds of goodwood episodes is our good friend and just generally lovely human being Nicky Shields, how are you? I promise
26: I didn't pay him to say that. <laughs> um, oh, it's just wonderful. Can you beat it? I mean, normally at Goodwood, I'm complaining about being cold. So this for me is yeah. heaven. The yeah. sun is out. I am not complaining about the heat. It's absolutely glorious and we're having so much fun because, of course, we're surrounded by such beautiful machinery.
0: We really are. Now, you've been doing a sterling job as ever, bringing content to the live stream viewers around the world and people here watching the big screens. That's a real privilege. I mean, I feel privileged just putting together a bit of a podcast for people to enjoy and listen to. But you, you're a, a real face of this now, aren't you? you? You have become a staple part of the revival and Goodwood, I'm going to say.
26: Oh, thank you. Yeah, it feels lovely to be part of the Goodwood family. Um, and over the years, I think my first Goodwood was about 10 years ago. And it's just been an incredible journey. Um, whether it's members meeting, Festival sort of Speed, Revival, you know, each event offers its own sort of unique... Um, yeah, unique side to it and I think, yeah, being part of the the team whether it's the ITV show or the highlights show or the stream I sort of do bits and bobs depending on, on what the event is it's just wonderful but ultimately I think the, the best part about it is just the access that you get you know it doesn't matter what show you're doing whether one person's listening to it or one million people are listening or watching <laughs> ultimately if you get this kind of access and you get this close to all the cars and, and also the people and the drivers then that's what makes it so special and actually having said that whether you're working here or you've come as a sort of a punter, you still get that access pretty much. Like, everyone can come down to the assembly area. Everyone can literally stand a metre away from the John Player Special F1 car. Like, it's mad. It's yeah. mad. Um, that's why I love it.
0: You're absolutely right. I mean, and just to paint that picture, so we are stood smack bang in the middle of the assembly area on the Motul painted floor logo surrounded by Type 72. we got got the, the Emerson Fittipaldi downforce fan car here. We've got the Courage... Uh, Lotus that could never race the kind of mad downforce car. We're surrounded by the most iconic cars that people will sometimes never get to see in their life and here we are just gassing away amongst it all. Oh, it's, it's quite magical, isn't it?
26: And also, let's not forget the value of these cars, the history that these cars bring. The value is insane and we're all allowed to just walk up to it, you know. We're not trustworthy, are we, to be that close to such valuable pieces of machinery. Um, yeah, so I think this is definitely, it must be the most valuable car park in the world, right? Why it's not? Got- to be
0: it's got to be there was a beautiful moment recently Miles and I just interviewed Johnny Herbert oh, and after our interview he led us over to the Courage downforce car and just said just push it push it down Which I'm going to say to you now, I'm I'm going to give authority that we can do it, because it is this bizarre, you just saw it, you saw it happen. What? So it's the car, so it's the car that has active downforce, and the skirts at the bottom stick to the ground and then, like, cause a vacuum, so that it had more downforce, and it was banned immediately. I've always read about this car,
26: I've maybe seen it on track, but I have never seen. Someone else has also just gone up to it and pushed down the rear, and it really does almost bounce down and up again. That is phenomenal.
0: I thought I'd broken it. It was quite... It was, okay. it, and, and Miles kind of jumped it with shock, didn't you?
3: <laughs> I was like, that's it, we're done. Game over. Cancel the podcast. Our PLI <laughs> does yeah, yeah, not yeah, cover this.
26: Really <laughs> we won't be invited back again.
0: <laughs> oh, amazing.
26: Um, have you caught up with a few uh, famous faces?
0: Oh, we've done ever so well. We've, uh, yeah, Mr. Jensen Button's of been course, fantastic. Yes. Uh, we've been talking to Chris Harris, who's been fantastic. We've been talking to some iconic racing mm. drivers, five-time Le Mans winner... Um,
26: Yes! How did you know? How did you know? This well, if you'd said nine time, it would have been Christian's.
0: Ah. <laughs> this is why you paid the big yeah. bucks.
26: <laughs> well, just know a couple of numbers. You sound clever.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, it's been magical. As ever, the content gods have uh, have looked down on us. We, we never make a plan. It's impossible to make a plan with trying to plan interviews. It just doesn't happen. So we run and gun, as Miles often likes to say. We, we throw the microphone in front of people. And thankfully, most people, like yourself, Nikki, yeah. are quite happy to have a gas.
26: Well, I'm glad because we literally met in exactly the same spot. Festival of Speed Ooh. and you did exactly the same yeah, thing thrust a microphone you. in my face <laughs>
0: <laughs> and <laughs> oh, there'll be many more don't you did
26: I I don't know <laughs> you did
0: you did absolutely uh, Nikki I'll let you get back to it Brilliant. so lovely oh, to see and you
26: and you as always um, and enjoy you back tomorrow of course of course excellent we're really here
3: for the long haul don't you worry yeah.
0: same time tomorrow
26: then
3: same,
0: to- same time different outfit
26: of course, yeah. The be- actually, the beauty of doing um, the live stream is that I actually get to change my outfit each day. If you do the ITV highlights show, you have to wear the same outfit oh, for the entire crazy. event for continuity. continuity reasons. <laughs> which means by the end, well, you're not very fresh. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> so,
0: yeah, uh, and, thinking, and, and yeah. Oh, in weather like this, yeah, there's a few oh, people yeah, that... Um, yeah. But if if a, if a deodorant or antiperspirant sponsor could get on board, they'd do very well I think,
26: wouldn't they? Brilliant. Well thanks so much guys. I'm actually I can see my floor manager is up it's there. Waving. So he is about to go, get out there, we're
0: going Do, get you do out. some actual yeah, work exactly. gas. Lovely here.
3: to see you. Take care guys. See you later. later. So John, we appear to have quite a few lotuses setting off now. Uh, we're anticipating quite a lot of noise, is that right? I think you're absolutely right. Yeah, this is... um,
0: We're standing, actually, in one of my favourite spots. So, as I said time and time again, if you listen to these episodes before, the Sounds of Goodwood episodes, I always make a point of saying, I'm in the assembly area, my favourite place to be, because it's great. You get to scoop up amazing interviews, but also you get to experience the cars leaving the assembly area and entering the circuit, which is just a symphony of noise. And I feel like with the variants of Lotus products, Lotus
3: race car products we're about to see roll out here we are going to be treated to quite some quite some good noises well even though they're stationary now they're already making quite a racket so um, we'll shut the hell up and uh, as they roll out we'll allow you to listen to those glorious engines What do we think of that?
0: <laughs> that was pretty wild, wasn't it? What I especially liked, which obviously you're not going to be able to be aware of on audio format, is that the car that Jensen Button was. I'm going to let them go past. The car that Jensen Button was driving clearly had a starter issue which meant that the only way to get it fired was with a good old-fashioned push start and there were, I don't know, six attempts to do so in a very crowded paddock. That was, uh, that was something I've never ever seen before in the assembly area. That was pretty um, pretty unique. I did get it on film though so uh, we'll at le- I'll at least be able to upload it as an Instagram reel or something.
3: That's it, it all happens here in the, uh, in the assembly area. So. Uh, We're awaiting a great many Porsches to come through now. We're going to see if we can grab in the packet.
2: The Driven Chat
0: Podcast. So this is the... Uh, we've hung around in the assembly area. The Lotus Symphony of cars that have just rolled out is, uh, is what you can hear in the, uh, in the background, out in the circuit. And we've remained in the assembly area for the simple reason being that just, it is now being filled with the Porsche 911s. The 911s running on synthetic fuel. And with this collection of cars comes a very, 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 very good collection of drivers. We're gonna try our best to grab just a handful of them. It's A lot easier said than done. It's, uh, I hope uh, hope you at home, you our dear listener, can appreciate that. But uh, there's an awful lot of people here, both driving, both collecting media, both uh, trying our best and trying their best to get conversations with people. Um, and let's also not forget that it is so damn hot that a lot of drivers just want to, uh, want to chill for as much time as they possibly can. Uh, but we're going to do our damnedest, aren't we, Miles?
3: Hey, listen, we're here to do the groundwork so you don't have to. That's what we're here to do. We're going to grab, I mean, there's actually, I'm spotting quite a few, including Mark Webber over there. Should we try and grab him?
0: That'd be very cool, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah. Should we give it a go? Mark Webber, so lovely to see you on this. Uh, we're not going. We're no longer complaining about the weather because it is glorious. And a, a man of your ilk and nationality, this is this is home turf for you. Surely this kind uh, no, of yeah, weather,
4: winter's day in Australia, uh, <laughs> yeah, beautiful. I mean, what an event! Uh, you know, the festival of speed was a little bit disrupted with weather, so um, this is a nice return for uh, for the Duke to have a, a nice seamless weekend of weather and. Also, the grass is still nice and green. It you know, still rained a little bit, obviously, in the pre- build-up to the event, so everything looks majestic. And uh, you know, what a turnout for everyone to come and see the revival at
3: its absolute best. Absolutely. Well, it seems like you spent too much time in Bristol because the first thing you talk about is the weather, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys are chatting about it, but anyway, I was just rolling with the punches. But um, anyway, it is what it
4: is. We'll, we'll, we will have some. I think it's going to be beautiful again tomorrow. Uh, and. Look, you know, I've got friends here from Australia, US, uh, and they're just like, you know, they've followed a lot online, they've followed a lot on their, you know, whether it's YouTube or their phones or on the revival socials, but ultimately, um, you've got to be here to see it, yeah? Yeah, I'm not driving. Yeah.
26: Are you first driving? Yeah.
0: So, uh, yeah, so it's, um, it's awesome. Yeah, it is. Talk to me about the, the kind of social aspect for an event like this, because this is something I'm always fascinated by with the Revival. You've, ridden, you've, you've driven in some fantastic mm. motorsport championships around the world. You've been in F1, you've done Le Mans, you've done loads of stuff in the US. Is it like a big social party getting back to an event like this seeing people from yeah. all over the world? Look, you know, I saw Jensen yesterday.
4: or oh, and Jensen's in this race with me. So, um, you know, Tom Christensen and seeing Jackie's tribute today. Mm. So Jackie driving the Tyrrell, a 73 World Championship car. Mm. There's not many countries that can do this. You know, they've tried, but um, obviously I think the, this is well and truly painted it in terms of, you know, the, the sort of uh, where, it, where, it's, where it belongs, uh, the facilities, the, the the versatility of the whole site here to have uh, the fans in different locations. Um, so, yeah, I think that uh, you're right. I've done been lucky enough to do lots of racing uh, and see lots of different events, but this is completely unique, and unless you've, as I said, you've got to come here to see it.
0: You're absolutely right. I can see there's the Goodwood Media team who look equally keen to get you yes. on camera, so I'm going to uh, stand out of the way, let them have their thing. Enjoy. Really good to talk to you. Beautiful. Thanks, guys. I'll Sounds like we've had some, uh, some great insight there from Mr. Gordon Shedden to you, yeah, Mr. Tuthill. Right. <laughs> I'm sure he is. There's no reason why he wouldn't, wouldn't be. Uh, so we spoke to you just before you jumped in the car yesterday, and you are just about to jump into the car right now as well. You're even preparing your Insta360 camera to make sure you get it all. <laughs> do you need a hand clipping that on somewhere? No, I
7: think it's all right. No, i give that to someone.
11: Oh, but perfect. I, um, I didn't do a lap yesterday, so it'll be my first lap.
0: Oh, fantastic. Right. Excellent. How are you feeling?
3: Oh, fine. It's a Good place to be. Start from the back, right? This is, this is as you well know, all the best races are where you have a bit of a fight on your hands and you start from the back. Well, we're
11: just going to do whatever we're going to do. We're, this, no, this is not going to change anyone's life today, right? <laughs> so we're just going to have fun. I better get in the car. Yeah, you go for it. Thank so you, good guys.
0: to see you. Thanks. Uh, Gordon, we, we have spoken before at this wonderful event at the Revival, and it was quite nice. I just walked over to uh, to hear you giving some, some coaching final words to Mr Richard Tuthill, who's about to go out on his debut drive in one of his own cars at this iconic event, at this iconic circuit. Um, is there, does that bring any pressure, giving that sort of advice?
11: Uh, no, not at all, because literally
12: we had an issue in qualifying yesterday and we didn't complete a lap, so the advice is very very basic shall we say because I didn't get a lot of time to try and figure out what was going on but you know we'll start from dead last in this
3: race but at least um, Emma should get some overtaking done should be fine
0: that's exactly it and, and what does our good friend Grant Williams say
3: well as we all say yeah basically if you not got a chance of being at the front then just put on a good show because the TV cameras are going to be right on you exactly and this is going to be a great race I'm looking
12: forward to, from a neutral's point of view I think this will be an absolute cracker
3: Yeah, I think you're absolutely right well let's get ourselves
0: into a prime position so we can actually enjoy it good to see you
3: Okay, so this is a hell of a paddock. Um, we've actually, we, we, we're a bit starstruck here, aren't we, John? Um, we've managed to grab some fantastic interviews so far, but I look over and recognize a familiar face, um, which is Lars Kern. And so it, we go a little bit back because actually we used to share many a lap around the Cipher, testing for, well, you were with Porsche, right? I was at Bentley at the time, and, um, and look, here we are, we're back in the UK, and it seems like you're back in your familiar product, which seems <laughs> to be a Porsche 911.
15: Yeah, exactly. It's my first time here at the Goodwood Revival. It's an incredible event. Uh, Driving these cars uh, in this atmosphere with this weather, it can't be any better. Um, That's what we thought until yesterday. Then we blew the engine in the first lap in the qualifying. So this is where we are at the moment. We're going to start the race from the back. Um, But yeah, still we're going to, yeah, we just inhale the atmosphere and the the energy which is around here. It's really, really great uh, being here.
3: Not, there's not really anything else
15: like it do you know it seems to be a common theme everyone we
3: spoke many people we've spoken to today have said well actually we blew an engine yesterday <laughs> so it seems that you're in good hands um, so you've got you you've got your work cut out because you're going to be starting somewhere towards the back i assume
15: but you know as you well know there was always, the, always the best races because you have a bit of a job to do <laughs> yeah again uh, i mean yeah from, from that point i mean it's, it only can be positive because it's only going to go one way um from that point and max is going to take the start I'm going to take the second half, and yeah, we just hope to finish on like a, just finish a, like a clean lap, uh, or a clean race, and just, uh, because I, I'm pretty sure if you look around, I mean, it's many 911s, so I guess it's going to be pretty cup-style mess in the first corner, <gasps>
0: What I enjoyed yesterday, I spoke to both uh, Jensen Button and-, and Chris Harris, who are both driving in this, uh, this race as well, uh, both of which seemed quite apprehensive and quite nervous. because They said, the guys that do this all the time, they just swing it up back end, they're just drifting these cars around. So it's quite interesting hearing quite accomplished racing drivers such as yourself going, it's going to be quite interesting to see what happens here.
15: Yeah, it's difficult. I mean, I have to admit, it's completely different to anything I've driven before. And uh, as you just mentioned, I mean, it's just no grip. So you've got to drift all the way around. But um, yeah, you just got to calculate where you're going to go. Um, so yeah, I mean, let's see how it goes. We went testing here, so i I feel I'm, I'm, I'm prepped uh, good enough. So yeah, let's see how it goes. Absolutely, we'll let you crack on. It sounds like
0: we uh, we better move, Mars, yeah. because I think we're about to get run over. But really good to see you. Thanks for your time.
27: Good to see you,
0: man. Hello again, Jensen Button. Hello. Now, last time, we spoke to each other yesterday morning, I want to say. I don't know what time it was. I've lost track of everything. And you were about to get out in these Porsche 911s that are just leaving the assembly area now. You were a bit apprehensive, I think it's fair to say. You were like, I don't really know what it's going to be like. How was it?
9: I didn't really get much time in it, which is a shame. We sort of did a lap before the red flag, and there was a guy who blew up in front of me. Um, and then after the red flag, I did a lap, and I, as I came out of the last corner, I shifted from second to third, and it wouldn't shift. It was stuck in second. So I didn't actually finish a lap, really. Um, We did a lap time. We were 19th, but with that, not being able to shift. So that was it, and my teammate didn't get to drive. So it's his car, though. But, uh, yeah, it got stuck in in seconds. So,
0: yeah, didn't get much practice, but hoping
9: for a a better day
0: today. Absolutely. So you're clearly driver two. I'm assuming boldly as you're standing beside me and the car's just left.
9: I would say I'm driver two as well. He's going to be quicker than me, most likely.
0: (laughs) What is that like from a pressure point of view? Do you quite like picking up? Uh, the second stint, or would you rather get it over and done with first?
9: Uh, I've normally only ever done the first stint until yesterday in the C-Type, and I came out of the pits and it was misfiring from the word go because <laughs> of, no. of the heat soak in the pits, so we had to retire it, but, so yeah, this is like the only second time I've done a second stint. It's tricky because it's hot, the car, the brake, pedal's long, the b- tyres are overheated, but we'll be alright, we'll have fun.
3: You will, we absolutely. We're not going
9: to win from 19, so we're going to have some fun.
3: Crazy right. things have happened. Exactly, it's true. <laughs> right,
0: enjoy. Good to yeah. see you. So, Miles, we, uh, we, we had high hopes for the Porsche 911 grid and getting some cool voices, and I think we did okay there.
3: Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we did very well. Um, and, and actually, I was a little bit starstruck. You'll notice I didn't say a huge amount when we were talking to Richard Tuttle, because I was like, <laughs> you're my hero. Because he is. He's just an awesome dude. He's a fantastic engineer, fantastic driver, um, and he's just, hes, he's at, by his own admission, said, yeah, actually, never really done any laps around here, so away we go. I love that kind of, I just yeah. love that attitude. Yeah, it's,
0: he's running and gunning, just like we are.
3: Hey, look, that's how we roll. That's how we get the, the best content. Um, but yeah, no, seriously, that that race um, was absolutely full to the brim of names that you've definitely heard of. And we, we only scratched the surface with people that we had a minute to talk to there, and it was just... Like we said earlier, a who's who of very, very accomplished and well-known names in racing. Yeah,
0: it was a surface scratch, but for the, uh, the surface to be scratched, Mark Webber, Gordon Shedden, Richard Tuthill, Jensen Button, Lars, who else? I mean, it, what, we did very well there, I think, very, very well. Um, I think we have one last assembly coming in to our assembly area, and it's the 1960s prototype cars. I have absolutely no idea who's going to be behind the wheel of any of them. Uh, so we're going to stick around, and uh, if you hear more voices from here, you'll know that there were people worth talking to, and if you don't, then there wasn't.
3: <laughs> Absolutely right. And for anyone wondering at home, Mark Webber in real life is really that handsome. He's a very, very handsome man. Um, so any lessons from him on, you know, how to age like as well as he has into his what is he mid forties now? Um, yeah, hats off to the man. <laughs>
0: you heard it here first, Miles Lacey. Fancy smart Webber. <laughs> Okay, folks, we are ending our day Saturday at the 2023 Goodwood Revival with the sound of the Whitson Trophy, otherwise known as a collection of GT40s leaving the assembly area. This is going to be quite the symphony. Who needs voices when you've got this sort of noise? So Miles and I are going to stand at the exit of the assembly area, fingers in ears, and uh, we'll just let you enjoy because this is going to be quite the spectacle. that for you
3: what just happened (laughs) that was the most incredible noise i've ever heard and there was like 20 of them
0: (laughs) yeah pretty sensational stuff that does for us for this segment of the podcast bring us to the end of our day saturday at the goodwood revival 2023 has drawn to an end and i'm so pleased to report not that it makes any difference to you dear listener the temperature is starting to drop because it's been an absolute scorcher. Um, Miles, I think, I think I'm think i right in saying we've earned ourselves a beer, don't you?
3: I would wholeheartedly agree. I think we've actually had a fantastic collection of uh, guests on the podcast today, some that we definitely, definitely didn't expect. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know how we're going to top that tomorrow, John.
0: It's going to be a tricky one, but we'll have a go for sure. Yes, you're absolutely right. Many that we didn't expect, perhaps a few that we didn't deserve. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, let's celebrate those over a beer. Um, As for you, dear listener, we will be back tomorrow.
2: The Driven Chat Podcast.
0: Well, good morning from Goodwood Revival 2023 Sunday, day three. Miles, Lacey, and I sat. Back in exactly the same location we were sat in yesterday morning, Saturday morning, ahead of a day where we, I think we prefaced by saying we don't really know who we're going to talk to, we don't really know who we're going to find, what sort of conversations we're going to have. But as it turns out, as this, as this crazy format of podcasting sometimes goes, we actually did fairly well, didn't we?
3: We did exceptionally well. As you say, we sort of like turned up into the collecting areas and thought, oh, well, you know, we'll see who we can find. And I think we had a really fantastic day, and 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 actually some names that we were I think a little bit starstruck by. Well, largely me, but yeah, uh, everyone was in a very good spirit. There was some fantastic racing, particularly we stuck around for the um, for the Ford GTS, uh, the GT40s, and the Lolas going out, and good. God, like you could literally feel it you could feel it in your chest as the cars were going out there was nothing else nothing else like it during the day and of course the the porsche race as well was absolutely off the off the hook there was some bloody good racing yesterday
0: you're absolutely right yeah and this is the thing i think for anyone that's not yet experienced the revival this is perhaps the thing that catches so many people by surprise and it's the fact that these cars, regardless of their value, and some of these are in the many, many, many tens of millions of pounds worth of metal, these cars get pushed hard. They are door handle to door handle. It's the sound of a Wessex just flying overhead. I'll let that do its thing. Inconsiderate helicopter pilots. How dare they? Um... Yes, you're right. And, and yeah, you see these high-value cars being pushed to their absolute limits and beyond. And and in some circumstances, like we saw last night in that Whitson Trophy some cars got it wrong, and there was a quite a big incident with, I think it was a Lola that went off and ch- changed its suspension geometry quite dramatically, and lost most of its bodywork, and that's just what happens but yes, an incredible, incredible day, the uh, the Ford GT40s that you spoke about there as they were leaving the paddock, hopefully all being well, providing it didn't absolutely destroy our microphones, that was what you would have heard as your closing sounds for yesterday evening, Saturday evening uh, but we'll be seeing more of that today, and I guess For us today, again a bit like yesterday, we've got no plan, we've got no list of confirmed interviews that we're going to conduct, we are just going to run and gun, walk around, see who we find, have a chat with people and see what happens. got a question
3: for you, in terms of Friday and Saturday, what's been the highlight for you so far?
0: Ooh, very, very good question. Um, I think as cliche as it sounds, it's just a variance of conversations, it's that that ability now, this gets easier and easier each time because of course we, we get to... Build a little bit of rapport with drivers. There are drivers that I've seen at various other events as well. So you get that kind of like familiar smile, which is always quite nice. I remember the first few sounds of Goodwood episodes that uh, we record. We recorded. Um, sometimes it was a bit of a stress in trying to explain what we were, who we were, and what we were doing beforehand. Uh, whereas now the ability to just walk up to a I don't know Jensen Button or even a Mark Webber, which was quite cool yesterday as he was perched comfortably on the side of his racing car um it's just great this is absolutely brilliant i love bringing this content to you and when we're not interviewing people we get to stand by the trackside and watch some absolutely brilliant motorsport it's just a it is a brilliant event this is the the best event of the year for me personally and um i know for a lot of you the podcast listeners this is a a firm favorite as well and this format of podcast is a firm favorite so yeah it's very hard to pinpoint an exact highlight have you got a, a specific one
3: yeah, in fact, we had this conversation on the drive-in this morning. Um, I, when I got back last night, I, I re-watched the St. Mary's Trophy, which, um, which was a fantastic race. The, the, fir- the leaders, uh, which was Roman Dumas uh, and uh, Rob Huff, they kind of checked out at the front. That wasn't really where the action was, but there was the most incredible battle for the entirety of the race, basically between third to fifth. Uh, Tom Christensen, Jensen Button Karun Chandok Jimmy Johnson nothing was left on the table they were absolutely on the limit for the entirety of the race which was about, I don't know, 35 minutes or something like that and it was anyone's it, those positions, was it was, it was anyone's race um, I, I would encourage you to go back and watch it because it was a masterclass in historic racing
0: yeah, that's a very good point. In fact, there's, there's a, a point that I've, uh, I've not actually I've neglected to mention until now, and I usually do in these episodes. It's the fact that all the races that we're talking about, all the interviews that we had with people uh, leading up to their, their stints in the cars, you can watch all of those races back. If you go onto the Goodwood YouTube channel, you'll be able to see pretty much in order of appearance, every single race, every single practice, every single quality. So if you've got some free time and you just want to watch some absolutely spectacular motorsport, head on over to the Goodwood YouTube channel uh, or just do a Google search um, or a search engine search just to find a particular race that you're hoping to see. Um, type in Jensen Button Goodwood Revival 2023 and you'll get all of the races that he's done, likewise with everyone else. There's a lot to be seen. So even if you've not been here or even if you have been here, and it is impossible to see it all when you're here doing everything and seeing aeroplanes and see cars and see all sorts of things, it is impossible to uh, to see it all. So, yeah, it's all there to be caught up on. I think for now, we should go and head out. Uh, The one thing we haven't yet referenced is the weather, (laughs) so I think we should do that now. And do you know what? Interestingly, despite the fact that we've got a forecast that said about 27, which should be, in theory, cooler than we've had in the previous two days, uh, it does feel very warm now. But I'm also looking at a sky which, to me, as a very amateur meteorologist looks like we might be getting somewhat of a mega thunderstorm
3: it does it's got that air it's got that that sort of um character in the air of something (laughs) like an impending doom the sky's looking awfully gray over there What i will say as for the spectators it would be a bittersweet because (laughs) obviously you'll get wet but what you will see is some incredible uh wet weather racing
0: Yeah, indeed. Uh, A a sun-baked circuit for the past three days as well, with a lot of fluids, a lot of rubber down, and suddenly a bit of water will make things interesting. So we'll see what happens. Um, I I don't think anybody on the Goodwood site has brought an umbrella with them, uh, unless they've brought it to be shaded from the sun. So if it does, if the skies do open, as they look like they may, then we all might be getting quite wet. But hey, we'll fill you in. We'll keep you in the loop. For now, we'll, uh, we'll get straight into it. Here is the first interview that we've conducted today. Which, at this point in time, we have no idea who it is. The Driven Chat Podcast. Well, we're going to get straight into it. We are back in the assembly area, where we feel most at home, where we can take advantage of scooping up drivers very quickly. And uh, the first grid that we are going to be walking amongst is 1956 to 1960 Formula cars. So we're talking... Uh, Maseratis, BRMs, Cooper Climaxes, all those sort of good stuff. I know there is going to be a familiar face in this particular race, Mr. Marino Franchitti, who we've spoken to many, many, many times before. Ever such a lovely bloke. Uh, It'd be great to have a quick chat with him and see what he's racing. Um, And uh, what I enjoy with grids like this is watching the face of Miles Lacey, who who drives what can only be described as the the Rolls-Royce of racing cars. Um, Although it does look quite scary and brutal and and, uh, intimidating from afar, the reality is they're quite safe, aren't they, what you drive?
3: Yeah, well, yeah, I was just looking by stark comparison. We were just talking to some of the other drivers, and, you know, essentially what you're looking at here is a tub. There are no seatbelts. There's nothing holding you in whatsoever. Um, and we've actually seen some drivers wearing actual body armour, which I've never seen anybody wear uh, in a race car before. So I feel like that's quite telling. And just just, to, just for a bit of added spice, as we're stood here now, um, it's starting to rain, as in it's going to properly rain, I think, very shortly. And, and I, I feel like we might, we might need to go and be a very strong vantage point to see what happens for this particular race.
0: It's not a bad idea. In fact, now that you've said that, I've just seen a Merino Franchiti putting on what I can only describe as knee pads. So let's go and talk to him and uh, see what that's all about. Marino Franchiti, I've just walked up to you beside your beautiful Maserati and seen you put on what I can only describe as knee pads. Yep. Um, what can you tell me about the need for knee pads and this particular Maserati?
28: Uh, well, the... It's a two fifty f and we run it as it was in period. Same seat, uh, no seatbelts, no rollover protection. So you use your knees, really, to hold you in. And without the pads, uh, yeah, it basically makes your knees bleed. So wow. the pads definitely help. Makes you think back, doesn't
0: it, to the guys that were pedaling these at new.
28: Oh, they're unbelievable. Uh, they would
0: have been, you know, absolutely battered by the end of a, a race.
28: I mean, I can't imagine just, a, making it last that long also the physicality of it when you push the car obviously they were managing the car over a race distance when you push it hard it, the brakes you know, drum brakes they don't like that but just the the physical exhaustion that you get from driving it if you push it hard for like five laps you start feeling it just from holding yourself in i'm um, like the other day on friday it's not quite so warm today but on friday three laps in it starts to burn your feet and the heat coming back in low open top there's no air coming to the driver so it's no wonder they were wearing t-shirts yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah no uh
0: no safety uh, safety knee pads or anything else what's this you're now strapping on an additional so this additional this, body protection this, this for
29: just...
28: uh, yeah i mean yeah obviously you accept the risk of driving something like this but i have uh alpine stars make a motocross vest which has a chest protector back protector shoulders elbows just something in case case of worst should happen
0: mega stuff. Now, Miles standing next to me he races in prototype series. You're, um, I want to get your impression, looking at cars like this, looking at the gear that Bruno is now putting on, does this make you want to do this sort of uh, this sort of racing?
3: Um, I'll be brutally honest, it makes what I drive look really quite safe. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but why not? I mean, um, I, I, hats off to you guys, because it's, uh, it's an entirely different ball game, particularly at a race circuit like this.
28: Yeah, there's... The, it, that's what I love about it. The car is as it was, the circuit's as it was, it's it's a hell of an experience to get and do this. I don't really like getting close to people in it. It's quite nerve wracking, but just the joy of driving it around here on my own and, and getting to experience what 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 a lot of my heroes got to do is uh, is quite something. I can imagine. Right. Well, enjoy.
0: Really good to see you, CC. See you Thank you. Thank you. Jackie Ix, we've, we've had the pleasure of meeting you a good few times before. Always in assembly areas, you just kindly said, I never seem to leave, and I think you're absolutely right. But here we are again, but I yeah, noticed...
17: Because you said it's a fishing place, huh? Yes,
0: I describe it as my fishing stream. I'm like a, a child see, with a net. <laughs> I just scoop them up, it's so yes. easy. And then uh, every so often a big fish like you comes into the river, and here we are, we can have
17: another chat. So it's so good to see you. I don't know if it's a big fish, but it's an old fish for sure. <laughs> uh, uh, they are growing up... Uh, fish. Yes, well... I, Yes, it's a privilege to be at uh, Goodwood. That's number one. It's a privilege to be surrounded by all these fans and people passionate by uh, motorsport. It's uh, a privilege to have all these owners of cars who are ready to race them uh, full speed. It's quite an exercise. And we have all that in common. So the assembly... Considering the age I have, like uh, the famous Jackie Stewart, that's the reason we are here uh, often. Uh, Yes, I love this place and I love the people who are enjoying Goodwood because it's unique. It is, it's so special. So I'm guessing you're not doing any driving yourself this weekend? No, not this weekend. Maybe for my eight year's birthday, who knows? Ah, is that? you have to wait a little bit. Only a few years. No, only one, uh,
0: one. So, so next year is your eightieth birthday. Not
17: next year. The year after. Okay. At okay. The end of the year if I'm not going to give you detail on my age. You're not supposed to ask that. Huh?
0: Well, okay. What I'll try and okay, do then. So I know you
17: can fish. Huh? Yeah, he's a good fisherman. It is. isn't it.
0: Yes. So, year after next, I'll be here in the assembly area with a little okay, birthday let's, cupcake for let's
17: you. Hope we meet. We will. Huh? And I can give you a the, birthday card. Sky s to as uh, help us. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm
3: going to let you enjoy your weekend. Thank so good you. to see you, Jackie. Thank
17: you. See you, later. see you later. See you later.
3: Excellent. Okay, so as we're walking around the collection area, uh, we've seen a great many cars pop in for the RAC TT. Um, some very loud, thunderous V8s. And who should I find? Only current t- touring car driver, Tom Ingram. How are you, Tom? Hello, how are you? Very well, thank you. Very well indeed. Thank you for asking. Um, obviously, you've become a bit of a stalwart of Goodwood over the years. Um, and a race like this, are the nerves building still? Obviously, we have a bit of responsibility with the cars. Tell us a little bit about what you're driving and what you hope for in this particular race. It's a, the Goodwood Revival in itself is
5: a, is a fabulous event to come to. And if, if any of you guys listening haven't yet been, I could urge you to come along because it's, like at a, it's an event like no other, not just with the cars that you see, not least with the people all dressed up, not least with the stalls and stands and sights and sounds and smells. They're just fantastic. So it's an event I love coming to. I'm very lucky to be able to do quite a lot at Goodwood with the members meeting and the revival and Festival of Speed. So I'm very lucky to come along and, and just see and, and see and smell some amazing things. So it's, uh, it's always a good one. And for this weekend, I've been in, a, uh, I've been in the RACTT, so the race that's just coming up. And I've also been in the St. Mary's Trophy race as well. So i sort of uh, two hats on. One, the cars are about 10 seconds a lap difference between them. So it takes a few laps. There's about 10,000 kilos difference between them. <laughs> so I'm out in a, in a uh, Corvette Stingray, big block. So we're doing about 160 mile an hour down the back straight. Um, so it's almost sort of like driving a ferry that goes like a speedboat. It's a, it's a strange thing, but it's great. You know, Craig, Craig Davis, who I'm showing the car with, um, is fantastic, a lovely, lovely guy, but also very quick behind the wheel and obviously knows his car very well, which is nice to, to glean some information from Craig before I jumped in it, because the first time that I drove the car
3: was on Friday, so it was, a, it was a real eye-opening experience, to say the least. Do you know, this is a very common theme, the amount of drivers that we speak to that go, um, so we, you know, what testing have you done, what kind of preparation, they go, uh, well, actually, I only jumped in the car yesterday, um, so that's a real common thing, and of course, like you mentioned, Craig Davies always puts on a great show, um, always has done we've seen some fantastic battles with him in, in many of the races he does always in something big and powerful and a V8 generally speaking brilliant always a pleasure thank you Tom for your time and we'll be up watching eagerly uh, for the next race thank you very much <laughs> so the
0: car you can hear there is a 250 LM as driven by Max Gerardo we spoke to him briefly yesterday who told us about the fact that the car is here as a, as a parade as a display not going to be competing this weekend but I thought firstly I'd share the sound and then perhaps we can have a, uh, a quick chat as well with Mr Gerardo, Either sat in the driver's seat or uh, perhaps if he's going to jump out. Now, Max, you told us briefly yesterday as we were standing around with the Cetterington uh, the Cup grid about the fact that you had your 250 LM here. Not racing, not competing this weekend, but it's here on display and it's here doing a little parade lap. You've just driven it into the assembly area. We've just heard it. What an utterly gorgeous car this is. I tell you what, it's, it's phenomenal. And, uh, and and just
12: that engine, there's something about the engine, this LM. It sounds so, so good. And uh, even though I'm not racing it, it's, it's, it's what an honour, right? A 250 LM on the track leading out the TT. Does it get any better than that? I mean, uh, I tell you, might be good about that if the LM was actually in the race but, uh, but <laughs> next to doing that <laughs> I'd say it's as good as it gets
24: it's
0: just incredible these, these relatively tiny little pea shoot exhausts, four exhausts coming out the back of this that just produce that glorious tone and every you just it, it was like the the beautiful girl walking into the ball. Everyone just stopped and looked. And, and, and of course, fashionably late, right?
12: <laughs> Absolutely. Everyone else is set up, but we thought we'd arrive just after everyone is uh, after everyone's here. Add,
3: add to the effect. So it wasn't planned. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> of course, Miles. What a stunning looking thing, right? Uh, as you said, um, uh, very, very well done, by the way, to, to draw the attention. <laughs> it definitely caught a few eyeballs. But yeah, what a car that stands even amongst a collection like this. It's a car that still stands out.
12: Yeah, it's great. You know, I don't think you don't see very many 250 LMs. I mean, I know there was some in the Fry race, but it's actually, for some reason, not many people race them. So to see them driving around Goodwood, I think it's, uh, it's nice. I mean, look here, like Cobras, E-Types, but uh, the LM is not something uh, that you see. And, and also, it's in really good company. I mean, look, there's a GTO there, 250 LM here. I mean, what a great, right? W- imagine when the two cars are going to be in front of the grid, parked up there, grid walk. Uh, it'll be phenomenal. Yeah. Quite the car park. Quite the car park. Yeah, very expensive
3: one of that.
0: (laughs) Good to see you. Good to see you. Okay,
3: so we're we're doing all right in this. We've been walking around this paddock. We found some very well celebrated drivers from the revival. And um, your co driver, Mr. Tom Ingram. Who do we find now? Mr. Craig Davies. How are you, Craig?
21: I'm very well, thank you. Yeah, good to be back at Goodwood here. It's
3: fantastic. So I would say that I've watched many, many hours of your driving at Goodwood, whether it be revival or members meeting over the years. Obviously, we've seen you have some fantastic battles with the likes of Jake in the Capri uh, earlier this year. Um, And we see that you're in a stingray this time. Is this a completely different animal?
21: It's uh, it's still American muscle, for sure. Um, this This is a bit of a wild beast, I must say. It's like a little bit more of a shorter wheelbase and a bigger engine in the front there. So a lot of weight on the front. And uh, enormous amounts of power, so um, which makes it just extremely exciting to drive. Yeah, so uh, I love it.
3: It's uh, it's something that we've got used to seeing you drive, which is something with rear-wheel drive generally a bit too much power, probably no brakes to help you out either, um, and we're still probably doing 160 odd down the straight. I can imagine that's quite the experience. <laughs> it
21: really is, yeah. It's um, it's crazy down the straight, the, sp- the speed of it, but then you've got trying to. Try and Gather it all together to uh, get through Woodcut. There is, uh, is it you know? But it's just, it's just great. I wouldn't have it any other way. To be honest to you, um, I drove a Jag E-Type at the members' meeting, and it was just a revelation. Just how light and nimble, and yes. it did what you wanted to do. Yes. Uh, and obviously, you could get one of them and be in this race. But I just feel this is. It's got a few, a bit of a fan following, and uh, it gets noticed. And we're never going to win it. Right, I suppose you could never say never, but um, Simon Hadfield in the Aston Martin in the rain—fantastic driving, you know. So who would have thought that? Um, but it, uh, it's, you know, I just, I, I love Corvettes. I've had a Corvette since I sort of took my test i've always loved american cars and i have had different cool bits all the way through my life so it's
0: meaningful yeah love it talk to me craig about the noise because this is a noisy car this thing and the grid that you're amongst we've got cobras we've got e-types there's a lot of noise here what's it like in the car heading down the straight can you hear anything at all is it just a wall of sound
21: it is a wall of sound <laughs> it's
0: absolutely it, it's one of the
21: the real the noise then the smell and the experience yeah it's you You sort of just to have that experience it, 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 it just puts a
0: smile on your face for sure I can imagine well it looks like it's almost time to uh, get drivers in cars so uh, thanks for giving us a few minutes of your time enjoy the race as you say you're not going out to win but go out to have a good time at least and uh, yeah it looks like you'll have some, some good fun
21: thank you guys thanks very much for coming over
3: The Driven Chat Podcast well, John, this R-A-C-T-T um, collection area has been quite fruitful, would you say? It's been very fruitful. In fact,
0: I'm looking around now, look just seeing drivers. I'm like, oh, God, we need to try and grab them and talk to them. We're not going to be able to get everyone, but there are some amazing people here. A lot of people we've already spoken to as well. Like, There's a Richard Atwood over there. Um, yes, it's, it's just incredible. The cars that are in here are just stunning. Uh, there is a Rob Huff, I've noticed. We should probably... We haven't spoken to Rob yet, have we?
3: Should we go? Should we go... Run and gun, as we do.
0: Run
3: and gun. Now, this is, li- this is coming to you live now, people. This might not go well. Sometimes we try and have a pre-conversation, but we're just going go to go in dry here. All right, so we were just explaining to the, to, the, to our dear listener that this particular collection uh, of cars and people is quite eclectic, and the cars seem dangerously and eye-wateringly expensive. Uh, one of the drivers is Rob Huff. How are you, Rob? Very well, thank you. Nice to speak with you. Thank you very much. Everyone's very polite today. Um, tell us a little bit about, um, you know, we, we've got used to seeing you steer quite well around here over the years. Yeah. Um, we also witnessed you driving the Jaguar yesterday in St yes. Mary's. Yes. Um, sad to say, you didn't get much TV coverage because you just checked no, out out the yeah, front. Yeah,
30: I know. We, we we'd kind of disappeared, didn't we? And there was a hell of a battle behind us, I think, with Jensen and, and Jimmy Johnson, uh, which very much caught the eyes of the cameras. But uh, yeah, we had a, a, you know, a, a pretty steady race, to be fair. I, Uh, Roman jumped me off the start with the masses of power he's got obviously uh, up to turn one and and just tried to keep the gap as small as possible but you know following that Thunderbird around is just it's just it's huge and it just kind of makes you giggle a couple of times you like lose concentration because you're just laughing so much at this massive you know Titanic of a car going around these corners Uh, and even on this very you know wide open track it still looks enormous so um, yeah, obviously the areas. is an aggregate race, so just tried to keep as close to him as possible Justin Law, my teammate, is a very, very well-established driver Obviously it's his car, Don Law's car, and uh, prepared beautifully And we had zero problems, just, uh, you know, I knew very quickly I wasn't going to be able to really mount an attack on Roman If we could have done it, was going to be towards the end of the race So, um, yeah, I just, just kept the car all together and uh, I've given Justin a good car for today well, I'm sure I'll
3: we'll be very happy with that. Um, and you, you speak—you're very, you're very humble because actually, I saw you close the gap quite significantly a few times.
30: Yeah, we tried. We, we definitely tried. I think that was mainly uh, due to backmarkers' traffic. I just managed to get through them a bit, bit better than Roman did. Uh, I think down to the sheer size of his car compared to mine. Um, but yeah, it was great. So it was nice, nice to give him a, a, a good, uh, good car for today and uh, and not too much of a time, time gap for the aggregate. Um, but yes, now ready to go out in the uh, in the TT. Sharing the lovely E-type Jag PB96 with Richard Mines, who I've done a lot of driving with over the years, and with P3 on the grid, so you know, high expectations for this. But we're not sure if the rain's going to come. Uh, but at least it's a bit cooler than yesterday.
0: Absolutely right. Yeah. The, the uh, in fact, the clouds, if you've noticed, are starting to do quite strange things. So I think we are going to have a bit of a storm coming in. I just want to pick up on one of the things you mentioned uh, before there, which was the the kind of the distraction being the just the sheer novelty of what you're doing the cars that you're driving does that happen a lot as you're going through is there kind of glances between windows where you see somebody else and go how has this happened how are we here
30: what what have we done to deserve this i mean it's an amazing surreal you know experience to be racing here at Goodwood. i'm lucky enough i've been here for the best part of 10 years now and uh i mean these cars you, you just nowhere on the planet can you get these cars with these drivers together uh And it's, you know, of course, we are pushing these things as hard as we dare to push them. Uh, They're worth a lot of money. They're so much fun to drive because they're all completely overpowered compared to the grip and the braking ability of the car. Um, But it's just fun. You know, we just love being out there. And, And as you saw yesterday in the St. Mary's, No one really cares who wins. It's just the battles that we have up and down the grid. And it just, you know, us as drivers, we're all looking at each other, giving each other cheeky waves, and and we're just grinning ear to ear under our helmets. But, uh, of course, we all want to win. We all want to do well. But, uh, yeah, it's just a wonderful experience. Brilliant. Always good to
3: chat with you, uh, Rob. And, yes, you're absolutely right. If there's one thing you can guarantee from any of this is that there will be a good race, no matter if it's at the front, the middle, or the back. Um, Thank you very much, and good luck with the race. Thank you so much. Cheers, guys.
0: Okay, so we're going to do what we love doing, which is bringing you the sounds of, uh, this is going to be the grid, the, uh, the the lineup of cars. Here is the sound of uh, the beautiful Max Dorado 250 LM, now being driven by Jackie Ix. It's just so cool. Ah, oh, no, I'm lying. Jackie X is driving the front, and uh, Max Dorado is sat behind him in his number eight car. I'm going to pop the audio device down on the floor. I'm going to let you soak up the sounds of a collection of beautiful Ferrari 250s ac cobras shelby mustangs we've got corvette stingrays we've got oh gosh you name it it's in here and it's going to sound magical so i'm going to pop you down on the floor and i will let you enjoy Well, we've we've found ourselves back in the assembly area, our our favourite spot, for the simple reason that uh, one of the main focuses of this year's revival meeting is, of course, the celebration of Carroll Shelby, 100 years since his birth. So there is an amazing collection of Shelby cars that are here, and not only cars that he developed, uh, but cars that he also raced. Carroll Shelby, in his day, was a professional racing driver, and uh, he raced in everything from MGs through to Maseratis, But uh, so, yeah, we've got a a great collection of his cars that he's driven, but also cars that he's spannered and engineered. And as well as the cars that are here, the Shelby family are here, too, which is really exciting. So I'm going to do my damnedest to find Aaron Shelby, who I interviewed earlier in this year with Amy, uh, because it'd be great to have a chat with him and see how he's feeling about being here with all of the cars. In fact, I can see him now. He's walking towards me right now. What good timing. It's almost like fortuitous timing. There I was talking to Miles about the fact that we're here now assembled for the Carroll Shelby collection and the Carroll Shelby parade. And I said, if there's one man that I need to speak to whilst I'm here, it's the grandson of the late, great Carroll Shelby, Mr. Aaron Shelby. We had a fantastic podcast together over a Zoom call, myself and Amy Haynes, earlier this year. And now look at us here. We're here in the rain, standing face to face, surrounded by your
14: grandfather's amazing cars. Aaron, so good to see you. Well, thank you. It's great to see you as well. meet you in person finally. This has just been a fantastic weekend. You know, the celebration around my grandfather and his legacy both in the racing world and with the Cobra collection that are here in the GT40s is just second to none. Um, I feel obliged, as a, as a Brit often
0: does, to apologize about the weather because we've spent the last two days absolutely sweltering in the most unholy temperatures, uh, temperatures we've never seen before in September, and now we're standing in the pouring rain, so I apologize for that, but it's going to add an element of drama, isn't it?
14: It will a little bit, and this is okay. It's a little cooler today. We'll take it. You know, it uh, makes the parade a little hard today, but I tell you, even though it was warm yesterday, the parade and tribute that the Duke did was just awesome. It was fantastic
0: it is. It must be such a special feeling. And I'm thinking back to our conversation that we had earlier this year where I I suspected that it's probably at times going to be quite an emotional experience for you because a lot of the family are here, aren't they? And you're surrounded by these cars, which I, I would assume for the first time have been together for the first time ever.
14: Yeah, exactly right. You know, we've got two of my brothers here and their spouses. Edsel Ford came over with us as well because he was a close friend of Carol's, and obviously the Shelby-Ford relationship goes back a long way. So there's been a lot of special moments through the weekend, and definitely catch a tear in your eye every now and then.
0: I can only imagine it's quite the scene, isn't it, Miles?
3: Quite the scene, yes, would be the understatement of the year. We we were just, before we actually got you on the microphone, we were just talking about the conditions and how, of course, you know, or 500-horsepower, rear-wheel drive, cross-fly tires, they're a winning combination, as you well know.
14: <laughs> well, I don't know if you guys watched much of the TT race, but those guys couldn't get those cars going straight. Yeah. So it was a lot of, lot of shaking that steering wheel. So it was exciting to watch. But when they interviewed some of the drivers of the red flag, I don't know if you saw, but most of them were like, I've never driven a Cobra in the wet. This is a new, you're talking you know, Jimmy Johnson and uh, top drivers of the world. And they're like, this is a little different for us.
0: Yeah, absolutely you know and I think even in the most perfect dry conditions these cars are a handful so throw in a bit of uh, sun-baked tarmac and then some water with various fluids and rubbers and everything else that's been laid down for the past few days uh, it's quite the spectacle so yeah my hat uh,
14: my hat is doffed to all of the drivers that are to be going out are you going to be driving anything Aaron? Uh, I don't think so. We've got the MG here that Carolina's first race in. We took it out in the parade the last two days. With the rain right now, it's not necessarily a rain car. I'm not so much concerned about how to drive it. It only goes 30 miles an hour, but I just don't want to get the interior soaked right now.
0: No, that's fair enough. That's absolutely fair enough. Well, I've no doubt there's going to be an awful lot of people wanting to come and say hello to you, so I really appreciate uh, you coming over to say hi. It's fantastic to see you in person. Fantastic to see all these cars, and I'm just so pleased, regardless of the weather. I'm so pleased we've been able to get this celebration together for you.
14: Uh, Me too, and I appreciate your interest in the Driven Chat podcast. It's great, so thanks for your time. Fantastic. Thanks, Aaron.
0: Now then, if there is one race that is synonymous with the Goodwood Revival, it is the race known as the St. Mary's Trophy. And it's synonymous for various reasons. Firstly, because of the collection of drivers that partake in the race, but also the collection of cars. Now, in this particular grid, we have Mark II Jaguars, Mark I Jaguars. We have Austins. We have Mark VII Jaguars. We have Minis. We have Ford Galaxies. This is the one. If you've seen a clip of the Goodwood Revival that's been shared time and time and time again, I guarantee... You've probably seen a clip of the St. Mary's Trophy. It's an absolute wash of amazing cars and amazing drivers, and it happens to be the last race of this year's Goodwood Revival. Sunday evening, I'm going to say, we are now into... The rain has stopped, and the sun has come out. I've seen a a Justin Law get out of his Mark II Jaguar. We can go and have a quick chat with, uh, with Justin, and we'll see who else we can find.
3: Well, this is, I'll be honest, Justin, we've been waiting the whole weekend to speak to you. How do you feel about that? Oh, I mean,
27: it's nice to be wanted. <laughs>
3: so, uh, for a bit of context, we spoke to your co-driver earlier today, who had put in a fantastic stint in the Jaguar. In, uh, well, to be honest, he didn't get a huge amount of TV time, because he essentially checked out at the front. Um, and he was hoping to leave you a good car for today's race. How do you feel about that?
27: Well... Um yeah, we had a bit of a problem after his uh, his race. Uh, the release clutch release bearing was squealing its head off, and we just didn't want to risk risk leaving it. So we've had the gearbox out overnight, put a new one in it. Um, hopefully, everything else will uh, hold up. Um, you never really know at Goodwood, do you? So uh, we'll see how we get on.
3: Gosh, what a tremendous racket! Um, so, uh, with that said, the Thunderbird just making quite the entrance there. Do we consider that to be the main competitor for this race?
27: Well, with a 7-litre engine, I mean, yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, although, I'm not actually sure if it's dried out yet, but a damp track's probably not going to be what he wants. Um, we're we're a bit down on power, obviously, from that. Um, we'll see if we can get it down. But honestly, you never know. You never know what's going to happen in these races sometimes cars come from way behind that that uh, you know maybe they've fixed a problem or something but or, or maybe they weren't using all the throttle in the qualifying you, you just never know so you
3: never, and that's what that's what's in the industry known as sandbagging for everybody that uh, was wondering <laughs> where you put on a very poor show the day before because you're actually hoping for a little
27: bit more performance the following day no comment <laughs> But well, I think you can see, you know, everyone can see out there on the TV. I wasn't leaving anything on that track. No. I nearly nearly threw myself off in Lavon once where I just thought I'm going for this and uh, I had to back out of it. But, uh, and so was Rob. Rob. Rob drove an amazing race, um, kept all on the island. So we'll just see what we can do. Which, sh- you know, we're fairly strong on aggregate, but we got to get to the end. So, uh, yeah.
3: Well, as ever, we'll be watching front and centre. And um, in the great, great words of Grant Williams, if you're not going to be up the front, but I think you will be, just go and put on a good show. We like a good skid now and again, don't we, Justin?
27: Yeah, we'll be putting on a show wherever we are. so, uh, um, And we'll definitely be putting a show on in, in the bar afterwards. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, well, uh, as I've said on this podcast many times before, I don't drink. So, um,
0: Justin, what,
3: what are you looking at me like for?
27: <laughs> so champagne bar it is then, <laughs> just just after the race. Perfect. We'll see you
0: there. Thanks. See you there. Chris Harris, we had a lovely chat on Friday ahead of your uh, first drive in the 911s. That yes. seemed to be exciting. That was
10: exciting. Uh, didn't finish very far up. I won't list all the usual excuses because there are many. <laughs> um, we did all right in the end. Actually, it was really enjoyable that was that was good but at its best wasn't it it was a cloudless sky it was hot everyone was having a great time everyone was cheering people laughing and cheering at how sideways the cars were so i'm not going to gripe about where i finished that was joyous absolute
0: privilege to be part of that brilliant it was it was an absolute spectacle to see amazing stuff we've made it all the way to the end of the weekend yep. the final race St mary's trophy why don't you tell our dear listeners what are you about to pedal now so what I'm sitting on, I'll paint the picture like a cricket
10: commentator. looks like a, I say it looks like a jelly bean on wheels. It's an Austin A35. It's, we think the smallest car in the ra- in any of the races here. Um, it's tiny. It shouldn't have the power it has. And Marino Franchitti, who is having the weekend from the gods at the moment. Podium in the TT, led by twelve seconds. I'm like his PR department. I'm so proud of him. Um, he f- he made this car finish tenth in the first part, which it shouldn't have done. Wow. And I'm starting not in tenth because I didn't qualify it very high up. And I, I fear he's made me look a mug already. <laughs> Don't forget, his son also won the pedal car race, the Settrington Cup. I know it's a bit, of a- it's a Franchitti <laughs> lockout at the moment. I know.
3: He, he tried to play it down. He's ah, like, oh, you know, I'm not that bothered. And then when his kid won, he was like, yes, like lost yeah, his mind. He was, oh, no, he l- 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 l-
10: Luca's result is the big one of the weekend. <laughs> so all the love to Luca. But but actually, uh, Marino has been pedalling brilliantly. He's always been a great driver, and I'm I'm so I'm just so proud of him. He's amazing. But he's, he has sold me a pup here because he's this shouldn't
0: have finished tenth. So this glorious little uh, little Austin, um, are we hoping for a? Anywhere in the top ten. But if I get anywhere near the top ten, then then I'll,
10: I'll 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 buy a tent. I'll buy a corner and call it Monkey Harris. It's that. It's that. It's that, that unlikely. It's that unlikely. A, dry, a drying hot sweaty track, leaching out all that oil and coolant from the weekend. It'd be, I think it'd be a fitting end. I just want to get through it. She's quite lively. The back axle doesn't have an awful lot of play. Travel. Yeah. It's, you know, if you if you if you sit on the back of the car, you hit the bump stop. So I'll get all the excuses out of the way. But Marino drove it. So if Marino had put it... If he finished 15th, I could sit here and go, oh, I think we're okay. But he's done me there. Anyhow, what a weekend of racing... Uh, again They lay on the best events Don't they I, you know, I, I, I'm not As you know An overtly positive person I'm a bit of a curmudgeon <laughs> But even I Can't resist to be Glass half full
0: Around all this It's been great I think you're absolutely right I think you could be In a pedal car In this race And still feel special Even though you know, You're you not going out to win You're just having An absolutely fantastic time um, Well we'll leave you to it Because uh, this is The last race of the weekend It's going to be The very last Probably one of the last Interviews we do In the assembly area We've hoovered up Some amazing conversations um, great to great to catch up with you, Chris. Thank you so much. Best of luck with the pod. Keep going, boys thank you thank you I'm delighted. i 'm delighted i said to um, I said to Mr. Harris that it might have been the last interview however he 's coming oh, he 's he's coming through with a piece of paper but um, <laughs> The man reads. It, he does. He, he writes and he reads. Yeah. Uh, I like this because I've not only got Mr. William Haynes, I've got Mrs. Amy Haynes standing here as well, who is primed with cameras. So we'll, we won't keep you for too long, Amy, because I know you are also working very hard. How's the weekend been for you?
6: It's good. You say I'm working hard, but I'm very tired now, like everybody else is, I think. So we're working a little bit less hard. So they think this is the last race of the day? Yeah. Oh, yeah okay. So really, this is just the end of the Goodwood bit, and then we have to do the racing bit where we pack everything up and drive back to Warwickshire. Which She's is
0: actually really a- happy. <laughs> She's yeah. actually happy. <laughs> yeah. I like that everyone's kind of in that kind of giddy, like we're all a bit overtired. We've all got to the point where we're like, oh, we're all running on adrenaline. And tomorrow, I'm guessing we're all just going to have a massive lie in. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, Will, yeah. talk to me. It's been um, nothing short of eventful, I think it's fair to say, this weekend. It has been. Where are we at now, bearing in mind the very first conversation that we had, you'd just... I think, in your words, I have no idea how much K-Seal is in this engine. Um, so we were perhaps perhaps running with the uh, the concern that maybe it wouldn't even make it back, but it did. Where are we now? Um, I have
5: carburettors that work. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have a throttle linkage, which is no longer made by a tent. Um, no, we last night I had a good friend come, at Sam Morton, and um, second pair of eyes, and we went through it all, and went from we went back to base settings. As a result, we've got four revs. As a result, we got fuel pressure, and um, this slides went on the way to um, petrol station. Hey. So it's, the answer is I've got, I've done everything I possibly can. The team has done everything they can, and we've been the underdog all weekend. So, quite frankly, I'm just amazed we're here we, on a spare engine, on a borrowed set of carbs from Grant. Um, so, no, we'll see what happens. Um, we're just here for, if I can do two laps, amazing. If I can finish, I'll be made up totally. I'm just here for the ride now. But uh, it's been awesome, and um, I slept, so I'm happy.
0: Oh, that is great. And this, we said, Mars and I were saying, before, as the cars were rolling into this assembly area, the last, it's very fitting that this is the last assembly area, the last race of the weekend, because, bear with me, because if there is one race that you think of at the Revival, it is this one, isn't it? It's the St. Mary's Trophy. So for you to have a car competing in this race, it just must feel incredible. I'm, I feel incredible just being a friend, and yet for, for you it just must be magical. It's, um, I've
5: spent my whole life wanting to do this, so I um, get a bit emotional. I've, my grandfather was the man really behind Jagger's racing at Goodwood and, yeah. race, and Jagger racing as a yeah. tyre, so 60 years later to be... The grandson of the man who got it going in the first place, to have a car in my own steam in my own company and with my friends around me. Um, I'd say it's almost the second best day after getting married. It's been quite an emotional journey. And um, I think the rest of the week I'm going to be sort of either crying or curling up with the dog. I'm not quite sure. But um, <laughs> the main thing is that as a two-year-old company with friends within the industry, we've pulled together. And um, I think that spells out good to have done the industry to me. It's um, I'm just... I, I'm very emotional, um, but I am just hope we, we get round, and if we don't, Christ, I'm going to have some bottles of champagne. <laughs> so One way or another, champagne bottles will pop. Cham- champagne. Yes, yeah, champ, <laughs> all the champagne. <laughs> <laughs> Bubbles. <laughs> uh, but no, thank you. I've really enjoyed you guys being here too.
0: Oh, it's, been, it's been wonderful, and I genuinely, I, I genuinely, genuinely mean it. I'm not saying it for, for microphone audio buff. Yeah. It's just... It's magical to see you're here, the cars here, your family history, your family legacy. It, it really is special. It's just amazing to see it all happen.
5: It's, um, forget all the trophies you have on the wall. You might get in your career, your first Gilded, I think that's it, and there's no trophy to go with it. And for mentally, for me, that's the downstairs low job. Is <laughs> I, I have the St Mary's
0: printout, and that's what we've done. Perfect. Love it. Love it. On that note, on that note, I'll let yeah, let you go, let you prepare, see that uh, see that race get underway. But so good to see you. See you very soon.
2: The Driven Chat Podcast
3: Okay, so it's it's kind of all come down to this We've got the St Mary's race Which is the last race of the weekend It's the one that generally everybody sticks around for um, Largely because we generally expect a lot of action And who should we find? Peter James How are you, Peter?
29: I'm very excited to be here I haven't driven the St Mary's for a few years I mean, uh, it's, it's the race I've always loved the most here that I've done
3: that's incredible. So, um, so as I understand it, you're driving the uh, Risker
29: Mark 1 or Mark 2 Jaguar? Mark 1 Jag. I uh, haven't had much time in it, but I, when I was a kid, uh, I was at school just down the road from Coombs to Guildford, and they always had a red Coombs Jag in the window. And I thought, I would love to race a Mark 1 red Jag at the Revival. So it's one of my boyhood dreams today to do this
3: that's incredible to hear and uh, is, are there any expectations like you say you've not spent really much time in the car but how's how's it feeling How, i understand there's, there's it's not been without its troubles this weekend so it's kind of there's a lot riding on it for you guys
29: there is i'll tell you what's riding on it cause, i mean yesterday unfortunately richard atwood was out and it had to had to stop because the radiator um packed up yeah. but i have a, a few years ago tio perfetus and i had a regular challenge here in some areas of a magnum of champagne to whoever has beat the other <laughs> and he had I was out in a uh, Fiat Abarth and his grunt on his Zephyr, so he beat me twice before, we haven't raced each other for five years so the challenge is back on today and I qualified ahead of him yesterday so I'm going to damn well keep him behind me <laughs> <laughs> Good Absolutely for you <laughs> yeah, Excellent
0: uh, Where do we need to go to see who's, uh, who's, who's putting the card on the, uh, on the bar to pay for that magnum?
29: Well, we, we did it at 5 Hartford Street uh, in London the, the last time, so I think that's probably where we'll go. Wonderful. So come along and have a glass. I'd love to. Uh, It'll be on to you. Of, of,
3: naturally, naturally. Um, Peter, we wish you the best of luck in the race. We'll be watching front and centre. This is the one that we've been really waiting for, so um, best of luck and we hope to see you up the order.
29: Thank you very much indeed. I'll do my best.
0: Fantastic. And so, Miles, Lacey, we have made it to the very end of the 2023 Goodwood Revival meeting. And I've decided that I think the, one of the last things that our dear listeners should enjoy is the sound of the St. Mary's Trophy grid leaving the assembly area for the very last time on this year's event. So this is going to be the Mark 1, the Mark 2 Jags. Um, they're a little lost A30 that Chris Harris is driving the absolutely monstrously big Ford Falcons. This is uh, this is going to be quite an incredible noise, and I think what a what what better way to end this mammoth podcast?
3: Yeah, I, we we were actually just discussing that we've managed it. We've done so well, uh, if we do say so ourselves, with uh, the interviews that we've got over the last three days. In 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 typical poetic fashion, the sun is setting across Goodwood. Um, the St Mary's race is the final one. We've spoken to all of our favourite racing drivers. We've seen. Some fantastic cars.
0: I think to summarise as well, this weekend, it's been, um, it's been quite the mammoth feat, isn't it? You say, you know, we have had a great weekend. I think we have done very well. We've spoken to some amazing people and it never, ever ceases to amaze me at just how special this event is. You know, I, I, I must admit, I came in on Friday morning feeling slightly apprehensive because as, I, as, as I've said time and time again, with this episode, with previous episodes just like this, it's so hard to make a plan in fact that's that's an understatement it is impossible to make a plan you can't really confirm timings you can't really confirm who you're going to interview what you're going to say what you're going to talk about what's the weather going to be like all of it is just run and gun it's it's just a case that we have to purely make it up as we go along but here we are we've done it and again i've been reminded i don't know about you but i've been reminded at just how special this event is
3: yeah i mean I, special is is kind of is not the word is it really um it, it for us, you know, we know a great. We're very fortunate to know a great many people that compete in it and have done for many years. It means a lot to so many people. I think, and uh, by proxy, it means a lot. It means a lot to us. And um, we, I don't think we ever really come away from it going, "Wow, that was pretty bang average, did we?" We just go, uh, "Right, so we've got to wait 12 months for this again." <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's so true. Uh, I counted on my fingers before going to bed last night that it is about seven months, I think, until the members meeting, which is, it just feels far too far away, doesn't it?
3: It it absolutely does. Um, We, you know, we love coming here. It would appear that, uh, you know, in in terms of the thousands of spectators that continue to come here year on year, it becomes quite a community driven thing and... um, you know, uh, what we do love at the end of it, aside from everything else that's going on, is we see some exciting racing. We see cars that we're never really used to seeing out in the open, driven in a fashion that's, you know, um, I don't know how to describe it. It's just, it's chaotic, I think. Um, judging by the last race as well, chaotic was, was the understatement because it would appear that everybody crashed at Turn 1. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Well,
0: we're going to leave you, dear listener, with, as I say, the sounds of the St. Mary's Trophy departing the assembly area that leaves us also just to say a massive thank you. If you've made it this far then you've made it to the end and this has been a mammoth episode but it leaves us to say a huge thank you thank you if you have stuck with us to the very end a huge thank you as well to our audio producer Tom who has essentially been the man that's put this together. Miles and I have um, the relatively easy task. It comes with its challenges, but in comparison, the relatively easy task of running around and putting on a smiley face and then encouraging some friendly chats, which we've done. But Tom, a huge thank you to you for putting this together. If you, dear listener, have enjoyed this, then our one and only request is that... If you could, leave us a lovely, nice review wherever you're listening to this particular episode. If you're on Apple Podcasts, a five-star review and some nice words does wonderful things for us and for our algorithm that we don't understand. So, yeah, if you could do that. And, of course, if you know somebody that would enjoy this episode, if you've listened to this and thought, Blimey, my mate Dave or Sharon or Brenda or Clive would enjoy this.
3: Or even Karen
0: or even Karen Karen's like our podcast I can tell you that with authority um, why not send them the link and just say have a listen to this whether you listen to it in one big hit over three parts to and from work throughout the week we don't care as long as you listen and you enjoy it that's all that matters and uh, for as long as you keep enjoying it we'll keep making it
3: we'll, we, we will indeed um, you'll keep uh, tearing our mugs and the lights on and the heating on so thank you
0: absolutely ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for listening to the sounds of the goodwood revival 2023 we will leave you now with as promised the sound of uh, or the cacophony of many racing cars leaving the assembly area at the st mary's trophy the last race of this weekend and we look forward to bringing you another episode in the not too distant future
1: Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
0: Oh, wow. You've made it to the end. The